Hey geeks, do you love comics, collectibles, and TCG? Well, here at Cardboard Cave, we have the place for you. Pass by Capitan Granuja Comics and Games and find all your favorite geeky items there. Look for them at Facebook or Instagram or call them at 787-659-7003. A store blessed by Nicole Bolas. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cardboard Cave. John is not here with us today. Hopefully, he'll be in the next episode, but that's okay because we got our other panel of experts. And by experts, we mean that we all just play Commander and no have no understanding of the competitive meta scene. Let's start off with JP. Hey, I have what's no idea what I'm doing here. What's the <laughs> what's yeah, what's have... the standard? What's what's the standard? Is that what you use in in your car? Yeah, that's what is you it, use in your car. Is is, 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 is mo- modern as as in modern days as in the current yes. day historic as you know books that you read and stuff oh, of course a legacy what we leave behind see exactly exactly and see? vintage is like old-timey stuff and commander of course there exactly. that, that's the real that, that's a real that's, 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 the <laughs> that's the only format that matters what hey. about you christopher hey I, I play i play standard sometimes i play arena that counts for something right so it's an arena i i don't know i don't know what i'm doing when i play arena sometimes i just play mono red Actually, okay. I don't play Mono Red. I play Rogues. I'm even dirtier. How, but how can you that's keep playing point. Arena with how egregious it is? How can you even do that? Because it's it's easy to just play something for free when you don't have like, oh my god, I want to qualify for like Mythic and stuff in mind. Because once you start going down that road, it's like all over. It just becomes, you know, start losing money. Like the main purpose of why you want to be a competitive player. Yeah, I get it. Exactly, exactly. Like once once you actually try to do something like cool with your hobby, yeah, that's that's when it all goes to shit. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, um, well. Uh, we've had a lot of like we we, we missed uh, last week, but now we have a lot of like the backed up uh, yeah. content. So let's just start with what's this in, in this week and the new sets. They revealed new sets for Commander. I mean, I mean, no, wait, uh, for for Magic the Gathering, yes. That's true. A lot of new sets for Commander. So there you go. Thank you, MTG so. Arena Zone, for this article. It it you know it, it kind of like sums up very well what what they all announced. They announced a lot of stuff. So, we got Kamigawa 2077, we got uh, Streets <laughs> of the New Republic, uh, we going back because we don't know what else to do, and we going back, like, again, because we, we don't know what else to do. Actually, <laughs> oh, to be fair, that's, it, that, is, that is pretty inaccurate at those last two, though. Dominaria so, so, is just Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, through a poll they, they had done uh, years ago, I'm, I'm not sure how long ago, they asked if people wanted to go back into like we we actually talked about it. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about uh, the speculation on people going back to like the Brothers War and we well, actually maybe got not, a few of them. We literally mentioned we, we, we didn't mention yeah. the Brothers War exactly. We it mentioned like, it was like a fa- a flashback set. Yes. 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 Exactly. Like actually, if I'm not mistaken, one of us had mentioned uh, Kamigawa and actually we, like okay, the whole cyber. Honest, we, we, actually got, we actually got three out of the four. Yeah, we, three out of the four, yeah. we actually got Kamigawa because it's granted it has been speculated for a while. Yes. Dominaria, we just assumed that since it was one of the best selling sets in recent times, they were obviously going to go back. And then we were speculating. The one that we were kind of widely speculating was the one that I was wishing that we could see like Urza in his prime or some bullshit. And we're basically getting that's, that. Yeah, that's that. Yes. What we are also getting is Mishra's Prodigy. 
Mishra's prodigy is my is 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 none, none other than Ashnod. Yes. So I just really I'm, I'm excited to see what what they what they bring with her. I just yeah. finally want to have an Urza planeswalker. That's that's all I want out of those one of those. Actually, last actually yeah. Like it's, it's gotta happen. That's man. that's actually it's that's gotta actually really really a really really good prediction. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Gamgawa. I'm I'm actually like you see the the concept of this is 1200 years ahead in the in, in, from the last set mm-hmm. which makes sense like we you know it's like are are like in, in reality we advanced a lot of technology really quickly and this this world has magic so it makes even yeah. more sense so to do so uh, if you look at cyberpunk cyberpunk's uh, like timeline from ours kind of diverges around cold war and they just kind of advanced like stupid stupid quickly so the fact that this is like magics and cyberpunk and steampunky like you might think a lot of people might think like neon like uh, cyberpunky type stuff wouldn't work but ravnica is steampunk yeah ravnica is heavily steampunk in the area at least of the, its infrastructure with the with the is it yeah mm-hmm. so going cyberpunk is, is like, not not that far off yeah mm-hmm. and especially fine fantasy cyberpunk which is like it just makes sense yeah magic punk, uh, if you will magic punk yeah. it says here they're going to introduce kaito as one of the new place workers a cyber ninja of they're course, going to cyber take... ninjas and cyber kamigo exactly so it's going to take some design elements from the first block and mesh them in science fiction elements featuring all new gameplay mechanics of course there's always going to be uh, new keywords i am hoping for callbacks and reprints is sensei's divining top too strong for <laughs> for it's never, it's never so it's never too strong actually the problem actually with sensei's divining top is just it's like it's never not strong. I don't. I, I don't think that it's necessarily too strong for standard. See, the the reason that, the, the thing is uh, having a one drop that basically draws you cards that quickly into the game. I think could it, be it, it, it kind doesn't, of it problematic. Doesn't, like, it doesn't gain you more cards. That is put true. it back on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I'm thinking about it, and the reason it's banned in modern. Is fetches. uh is fetches, fetches. like fetches, which we only have like basic like what we have evolving wilds and, and fable passage. Yeah. No, we don't fable have it. In passage standard. being played on everything. We but we're not going to have we don't fable have, uh, passage by the time we get Kamigawa. No, we do have evolving wilds, but we don't have a uh, fable passage going into 2022 unless exactly. they print it in one they're of the. They're probably going to print it. It's. Like, I agree. But we, if they we, do, we kind of stop. We've kind of established that it's kind of like a, a premier card they just kind of want, especially yeah, if they're going to make it a pro. Uh, they've made it a promo uh, uh, continuing on it uh, every time you buy like boxes or any any purchases uh, above $100 you just get a promo for, uh, for one of those cards yeah like for a, for a people passage like it, mm-hmm. it's obvious they're gonna make uh, they're gonna print it it's but that, uh, having two like two cards that are like shuffle effects isn't that strong mm-hmm. in comparison and the real reason like miracles miracles in modern would have been like uber broken mm-hmm. like counterbalance and legacy definitely uh, uh and the other and the, just the other synergy mm-hmm. hmm. um i'm just kind of well, I, I, I just kind of started thinking about like some of the decks that i've been playing in arena and just the fact that you can uh there's lots of ways to shuffle your deck in arena 
uh, you know, by arena, I guess, referring to standard, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think that Vince's Divining Top is like stupid strong or anything, like JP was saying, but I do still think it is like, uh, like a really decent card, and I, I don't know, it could kind of become like a staple. Like, why wouldn't you run a Sensei's Divining Top in literally anything? I guess because it does nothing. It fixes your like it like for for a control deck it fixes your top, but like generally for an aggro deck you want to be faster than that. A mid range deck it, it oh yeah it create value, but all it really does is fixes your top and 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 maybe like it doesn't it doesn't even technically like replace itself because it's going back to on the top <laughs> of your deck. Uh, you're still gonna draw that card, so you're still like it's just giving you the draw earlier. So mid-range decks maybe could run it if there's like uh, the slow type of mid-range decks. But we've been having like in standard. I, I know we don't, we don't really. I, I'm 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 kind of uh, on top of standard uh, in terms of the decks that are being played. And the mid-range decks in standard aren't slow. They are not slow. Like they're they're, they're big, but they're not slow. So since the running time is too slow of a card. That's why it's so such an all-star in commander. Worst case, they could just print it in one of the premier premier sets that we have going down the list. Yeah, that is. So what that could be, about, could be another option. What do you What do you think about having as, having it as a buy box promo? Are they doing the thing where no? Usually, the buy box promo is in the set. They stop doing the whole thing about buy box promos that are not in the set. They uh, stop doing that. It's now if the buy box promo usually it is a card in the set. So. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It could be, it could just be for the sake of the reference of Kamigawa. They could print it like in a spoiler. There's a double masters coming next year, so it could just be in a double master sets, for example. True, true, true. Although double masters would imply that it's going to modern, but it's better modern. Uh, maybe it's on the Commander Legends one, but it'll be in one of them, I think. Yeah. Okay, the streets of Capina or Capina ah now, yes, Mobos Obnixilis. Yes, the 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 streets. He shall uh, rule the streets. I have no idea what's going on there. Is this like a this is a new plane, correct? Like yes, new, new Capina. I, so. I don't think have we ever like seen this in like uh, what's it called like plane chase or anything like that? Because I really have nope. no recollection no, of Capina. I, I, I um, think no someone rec- saw yeah. too much Sopranos and wanted to make a to make a set like that. <laughs> like, planes like that. Ah uh, yeah. Yes, the the, 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 the the powerhouses, the, the families. The, yeah. You're gonna see, I don't know, like five planeswalkers, one of each color, and each one is the, like a mob boss. Oh, look at this! It says the streets of Kamina like takes vibe, place though. in a new world, an urban city with a setting, setting with a special significance to Elspeth. So we're gonna get an Elspeth also with Opalixilis. But this is a cool part. The city is built by angels, but it's now run by five three-color demon crime families featuring their own keyword and gameplay style, which implies that we might get the other cycle that we're missing from Ikoria of the, the cycle color lands. of the cycle lands. We might get them here because it will come They're actually pretty balanced. I know. And since the other like one rotated what? out because Ikoria already rotated out from Sander, well, once we get to Innistrad, I mean, um, this could be a great moment to introduce the other, the other color pair. Yeah. 
yeah, I think this could be the great place to introduce it since I've been saying for since like Corey came out that yeah. I need that I need to complete the cycle because it's a great it's a great card like it's super balanced it's great for modern it's great for I don't know like commander. a I think it's fantastic for commander. Yeah. it's great for commander it has it has it has the, the, the types yeah exactly so it's great it's amazing fetchable lands so I do gotta I say though I'm really excited to like just see the art in these like two sets Kamigawa and New Kabina <laughs> since even though Kamigawa is in a new setting it's basically new since it's based like so so like far into the future and the art style like from what I uh, from what I can at least recall is uh, new to magic yeah which I find really cool and to what extent again similarities can be drawn with Ravnica and mm -hmm. is it yeah but only like specifically the is it maybe, maybe the yeah. simic they do kind of do that weird weird uh, ma like uh, science magic stuff i also yeah. want to see what role will then like whatever remaining spirits spirits that are left in kamigawa would take in this like new like uh like highly advanced city because you know how there's like usually a kind of uh what's that called like uh, like the kind of like the story of these things how they usually go is that people tend to lose contact with a lot of like a spiritual stuff as like technology and everything yeah. else advances it's so probably i like really want to see what's gonna Ooh, happen there okagachi being like angry okagachi yes. being the vendral the, the basically five color vengeful spirit yeah yes. yeah that was you could so see something cool. like that uh, like uh, it could be like uh like or like the remnants of the spirits mm -hmm. yeah you can definitely see something like that Maybe them using uh, like spirits to like power their cities or something. Maybe something even more insane. Oh, that sounds more like the the, the, the Legend of Korra. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. They use spirit power as, as as an energy source, and the spirits go mad and crazy because they're they're like just trying to wreck the havoc. The, the spirits become excited. the new gruel. You know how yeah. gruel and Ravnica are yeah. like angry because they have no space angry because the people. world. The, wor the world is a, is a city and they were supposed to be like the rangers and there is no forests yeah mm -hmm. looks the spirits could take on that role and just be like angry at being like the, a lot of red spirits like representing the passion and the anger side would be interesting maybe a reprint of anger <laughs> it's just uh. No, because that that, that, would, that would imply having reprints of the other of the other versions yeah. and like swamp walk is an like those those keywords aren't used. Yeah. Uh, I guess swamp walk is the only one specifically, but like uh, the rest ones are haste, flying. Oh, what does the white one do? Your vigilance is so useless. I think it gives vigilance. No. Might. Are, are you just saying that because it's a white card or anything? Yes, of course. Maybe. I mean, come on. Maybe they've done something nice. Come on. Come on. Maybe, maybe it's like a five, five cent card. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look it. Up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> come on. Maybe it's super useless. Come on. Uh, okay. Well, JP looks for it. Hey, wait Let's a minute. About... I, I get it now. Like, is this why uh, why Niv Mizet sounded like a like an Italian mobster and like for in War of the Spark Forsaken because he's gonna be like doing stuff with the demons? Ah, there you Ooh, go. Maybe I that's can... it. Maybe I can that's... see that. Maybe it that's why the guy right. from Forsaken. That's why it's bad. Gotta make uh... you an offer you can't refuse. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then, and then okay. you <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, what? We're going to Dominaria United. Oh, that's yeah. why, because they're they're celebrating Magic's 30th anniversary. Now I understand why they're going back. Okay, okay, got it. So, okay. What do you guys think? 
uh, it's just the current setting of, of Dominaria, but just like uh, like the current timeline mm-hmm. in this case. And that's fine. There's a bunch of interesting stuff that happens in, in Dominaria anyways. Yes. Uh, in terms of story... A lot of or, factors like, that are constantly in friction, so it is yeah. very interesting to see the word united under that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the detail is like, I'm thinking like what the story is because depending on the story is what type of cards we would get i'm thinking zoira again i'm thinking maybe karn again yeah teferi again uh a lot of the a few of the like the descendants of the weatherlight crew mm-hmm. would be slimefoot or uh like to say descendants great, great of like granddaughter. Uh, uh like the the current like uh weatherlight crew or you mean like doing the, the same thing that did like last set yeah the last set yeah that's what okay. i think let's do i don't know see dominator is just so vast it's it's just too open-ended to just give out rent like a guess mm-hmm. could, could yeah, be, even, right, even we could give a million guesses and be absolutely wrong yeah. yeah like even the previous story i felt was just kind of just there ended like an open-ended like really open-ended note and they really kind of didn't go anywhere with it to be honest yeah mm-hmm so, so they could literally just do whatever in United, kind of like try to keep it vague again or something, or I don't know what they're going to do. Bring go back Yagmoth. They're Ooh, obviously res- going to... Resurrection of Yagmoth? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know how I, how I would feel about that, though. Like, in terms of like, yes, I would love to see Yagmoth come back, but honestly, do I really, like... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I would like to see... Uh, like wizards come up with like a new an interesting original like villain like they have before you know it's interesting that this set comes before the brothers war it could have an implication that there's something big that's going to happen in dominera united that's going to shift everything and we're going to go to the past maybe like a time traveling story maybe like it's purposeful that we're actually going back in time in the next yeah. set and this was the set just prior to that it's like maybe they're all getting together i'm assuming we're going to have 36 planeswalkers again like we did last time yeah. that's a safe assumption and um you know maybe it'll be the introduction into like going wildly into the past for some reason maybe they need to save Urzel. maybe they need to stop the brothers war because they're realizing dominaria united it's actually not united it's going to be fragmented because you know, the ripples in time are being affected by the war that happened uh, 25 years ago or some, some bullshit. I don't know. Like, I don't know about war. <laughs> Trust me, but I understand. <laughs> um, oh, so JP left us. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Someone called him, so that's why. So we're going to keep going along then. It says here, the release Dominaria United will be a fitting celebration for Magic the Gallery's 30th anniversary. It's a fan favorite world that kick off one of Magic's greatest stories in high fantasy settings. So, you're betting your bet your dollar that you're gonna have a lot of nostalgia. You're gonna have your 36 planeswalkers again. You're gonna have no wait, Dominaria didn't have the 36 planeswalkers, right? It was War of the Spark. Am I getting confused? Oh my bad. Yeah, I think it was War of the Spark. Right now, I got confused a little bit. No, yeah, yeah. Dominaria didn't have that many planeswalkers. No, it had a lot of legendaries. It was it yes. was the introduction of having legendaries at the uncommon level. That was yes. their gimmick. Yes. So we might have a shit ton of legendaries again. <sighs> again, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, or maybe what I'm what I'm very excited for is the fact that since we're getting two Dominaria sets, mm-hmm. like, what are the chances that we're getting? But that we're finally getting a Dominaria D&D setting. 
I I am very excited. I'm like extremely excited. I'm pretty sure we even talked about this before. I don't know if we did so in the podcast. It was my huge rant about them being focused on like nostalgia and what's more nostalgic for a Magic Gathering player than Dominaria. And if they're banking on nostalgia and they're setting, they said they they put a Strixhaven of all the of all the settings they could do for Magic the Gathering. Yeah, they did Strixhaven yeah. and uh, not Dominaria in the year they were banking. Like last year, they were banking on like uh, actually like last year, kind of this year. It's been it's been it's been a while. It's been a while since they've been mm-hmm. banking on, on on nostalgia. They have been doing it for a while, and Dominaria is just like the prime prime real estate. It's just there, sitting open yeah. for the D and D world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am definitely super excited about this, and I will probably not shut up about it as soon as it releases. Same. And then, sure. just, and then just, we got the one that I'm loving the most. Uh, you just gotta wait and then until they don't announce a DND book for Dominaria and then you'll be sad yeah no then then I'll just you know come to the podcast and we'll just have like a whole 30 minute session of me ranting about why the hell didn't like wizards do the thing it'll be so great win win situation the, the final set that's coming next year the, from the main sets I mean is finally the Brothers War and it says the story continues in Dominaria with the Brothers War where Magic's famous brothers Urza and Mishra is returning to settle the score. What started as a feud between two powerful brothers erupted into an all-out war that set into motion the future of the plane and the multiverse itself. Through the lens of Dominaria's locations, characters, and victims of the conflict, we see a plane-spanning conflict escalate with artifacts, giant mechs, and beyond. I am Team Mishra. I am Team Urza, obviously. I know Urza, Urza wins, but actually, Mishra. And I have Look, to choose that. I, I am you know me. Team Urza, even though I, I just keep looking at Urza and I, I just Mishra's much get a side on his forehead, just like Mishra. Right. Like Mishra's actual card is much more interesting than than Urza's card. No, I actually have to think. No, to, no. Do you think when you okay, play Urza's Urza, card is just yes, more I powerful? Play artifacts. You, you to be play honest, but it's not I that play, interesting. You play I just, artifacts. I just think how I'm going to beat you, you this time. Yeah, I just think of how I'm going to beat you this time. The same way. Thinking. You don't. It's, it's, it's yeah, not no. that difficult. I'm, I'm sorry. Like Urza, is a powerful card, but it's not an interesting card. Like there's just nothing so like fun or like quirky about it. It's, it's just extremely like, powerful. I put I Very put it quirky. on the board and I like I do I win it's now? Like, it's like everybody just win? looks at yeah, you it's, like it's so quirky. He's like, hey guys, I win, right? <laughs> I just next game now, scoop, <laughs> scoop, just scoop already. Turn why do you why do I need to click play? <laughs> scoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's um, it's like it's like standing around and saying I casted God. Like, come on, it's over. I won, right? It does seem though uh, that it it's not like a flashback. It seems to be in current timeline because it says the story continues in Dominaria. The way so, they phrased it, I suppose. Right? I don't know if they're like if, if we're going to the past, starting in Dominaria United, right? and then we're going yeah. to the Brothers War, like sim, like exactly. uh, like kind yeah. of saying like Dominaria was at some point like more cohesive. And then came the Brothers' War and like fragmented everything, which I kind of see it because Dominaria wa- actually was kind of better off before Urza started with the, 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 the Urza yeah. and Mishra started with their bullshit. Of course, but 
I don't know if if Dominaria was united at the time. That's like a bit of a strong word. <laughs> it's either that, or since it's implying like stuff of the plane and the multiverse, it could imply that it's a different Urza from another timeline, and they just like portals open and shit. I don't. Uh, think so, I don't. Really. I don't think That's, you're gonna. Pull I don't think they're gonna mess with time as much as they're over, they've already. I done. mean, they they feel. I feel like they look into a, into the MCU a lot. So, I feel I like they could them. they could mess with time, but I feel like if they did mess with time, the pro the problem with like messing with the brothers' war in the timeline is that it's just such a like prominent and like powerful event in the timeline that changed the multiverse forever. So, <laughs> if they mess with the timeline of the brothers' war, they will literally mess with like the entire history of Magic the Gathering, and I don't like. You would have to rethink what's going on with Nicole Bolas and and Ugin, unless they just kind of like I don't know, write it off and be like, yeah, like everything remained we're, the same, but these like key events change or something. Like we're thinking too much into it. It's probably yeah. just a callback. It's just a callback. We're just going back. We're just actually seeing what happens uh, again. Uh, it's just it, I don't feel like it's yeah. Which I think is really good, to be honest. I I would have no issue if out of like every, for example, four sets that Magic releases, at least one of them is like a flashback to, like our, you know, like Alpha, Beta, or like our white history or whatever. Stuff like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Like I think that would be freaking amazing. It's, oh like, I don't know. It would just be really cool to see like old stuff in like new art and stuff, and just rework to like work with the current uh, environment that we have in Standard Commander and all of our. It'd favorite be formats. so hilarious. If eventually, since you know they do retro borders and stuff, if they did retro white border, I would go insane. See, you would go insane, but let's I would not kid ourselves throughout Magic's history. Generally, people don't like white border, but maybe we're at the time where it's so nostalgic that people might accept white border cards again. I would love <laughs> that. It would be dude. so hilarious because more magic that. players would flip their shit. Yes. Because they hate white border. I'm like, I, I understand why, because I have older white border cards and they do like get yeah, stained. They, so they stained. Easily. Yes. So easily. My I have so like three. Like 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 out of, out of my million Ashnos altar, like I have like three of them that are white border. Yeah, like they stain so stupid stupidly easily. So that's part of the problem. Okay, so those are the main sets. So supplementary sets, there's a bunch of them. So there's the Innistrad double feature. I, I like what I'm looking feature. at. Yeah, like the Innistrad double feature. Uh, what it basically is is a curated cards from the Innistrad's Midnight Hunt and Innistrad's Crimson Vow to create a unique draft experience featuring the special theatrical horror movie art treatment on every card. So it's basically cool. a way to resell you Innistrad yet again, but it also kind of implies that maybe these sets are kind of like weird, s smaller sets that we were kind of like hinting at for a while yeah the, the, the like the, the pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh style exactly. the like and that's actually that's stuff. that's actually very interesting mm -hmm. i feel like that's actually very interesting like I, i'm i'm glad it's a bit experimental with this yeah uh it's like taking here you go set a here you go set b mm -hmm. now here you go set a and b 
but yeah. like in a different style. I, I like the idea of these being like draft boosters though, just because it would Thank be God, so right? fun to just draft. No, but I know. But like I was just I'm just saying that it would be really fun to like do like a theme draft kind of deal where you just have like the double feature in a strat draft and everyone's just playing like these like horror movie cards. I think that'd be pretty cool, even though cool. you know, for cracking boosters it's obviously not the the best alternative. But of course. I don't know, agreed. Um, but I like that it's supplementary as well. Oh see of that course. Is something like huge. Of course, the good thing about having the Illustrat double feature going on is that it'll just tank these prices to to high hell. Like anything remotely decent in this set, which they probably already know what kind of cards are going to be the good ones, repackaging them yet again with a different artwork again, it's just going to tank all these Illustrat prices, which is great for us because we're going to get like all those new lands and shit for like basically pennies on the dollar. We're going to talk about those spoilers soon. So, um, yes. The next supplementary product is Unfinity. Yes, which another is, unset. Know, I thought we weren't getting another unset, which is which is why I'm so happy to see this, and it mm -hmm. looks so freaking wacky. So it's Magic's fifth silver border unset to take place in a fun space carnival setting. The set will contain its iconic science fiction themed full art basic lands and shock lands in both draft and collector booster packs. So it's kind of interesting. They have shock lands and potentially they might be flart which is kind of cool if they do something weird or wacky like that because then it actually gives value to these boosters because by all my problem always with these unsets were that the only value it had was basic lands but if they actually include shock lands that's kind of cool so what do you guys think uh, i'm surprised that they're making another one i'm actually really really surprised considering uh mark rosewater has said uh like he he did say that oh yeah this is like uh, these are the last ones they they weren't successful like the original two weren't that successful and then like the last one was actually pretty successful yeah. in terms of like popularity I don't know I don't know if they, if they made uh, like uh, their money like in comparison because uh, it was a bit before the pandemic and the the real boom of like buying hadn't started yet mm -hmm. uh, but in popularity it was pretty popular uh, so like maybe they just decided hey like people people like this this has no effect on the secondary market whatsoever basically uh, we can build uh, we can go crazy testing mechanics which is very interesting yep mm -hmm. They can just like test mecha new mechanics and see. Okay, let's make broken mechanics and see how we can uh, implement uh, like nerf and or buff the these mechanics and implement them in the actual game. So I'm actually very excited to see what they come up with. It's just a very cool testing ground. Mm -hmm. Because for example, mutate that was a mutate joke is, is years yeah, mutate, ago. Yeah, and, and now and it became a thing. Yeah, and there's uh, a few other mechanics. Yeah, it's having just... like lifelink in spells, like spell slinging cards. You like, yes. you yeah, throw a bolt in someone's face, and you can actually heal in this yourself. Case, there's a few things that have like trample and spells. Exactly, that too. Mm. So yeah, it's like you said. That's the fun part of it. Uh, okay. Uh, Christopher, read the next one. 
Let's see. Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. I am I am excited about this as well. I'm excited about everything they've done. So focusing on the city of Baldur's Gate and building on the Commander first gameplay of 2019's Commander Legends. Commander Legends Batter Battle for Baldur's Gate brings in iconic characters, new mechanics, more flavorful spells from DMD, which Triple exciting. Mm -hmm. Plus Commander Legend style foil etched legendary creatures all packed into on an even greater social experience. So what do you think about this, Chris? Yeah. I'm just excited to get more Baldur's Gate content in my magic content. Like this is I think this so, is really double fun. whammy. Double whammy. Yeah. Like and the fact that it's a Commander Legends set that is focused on Baldur's Gate. Like, I, I just want more, man. Like, if Wizards keeps putting D&D stuff in Magic, I will have no complaints whatsoever. I'm, like, in love with what, like, Wizards is doing here. I really am. What about I, you, uh, Ringo? Um, <laughs> I, I hate it because I, I guess I feel like it's going to take a lot of space from Commander Legends. It's going to be a lot of D&D flavored cards, which is cool. But having it in the premier Commander Legends that comes only once, clearly every once every two years, apparently, um, is going to, you're going to have a lot of cool dungeon -y cards, which is great. You're going to have a lot of those mechanics and probably they're going to like have the party mechanic. Hopefully this time they have the stupid party mechanic in full. And it's going to like round out all the issues that maybe the, the the forgotten realms had in terms of making it commander viable this is going to make it finally commander viable you can finally have your dnd commander deck in full but at the cost i feel of being able to push commander cards even further because i love commander legends the first one it's it's probably you know more so than maybe like modern modern horizons 2 i love commander commander legends even more so i feel like i love that set it's a fantastic set it's a sheep set it has great cards great reprints and i feel that this one might sacrifice a lot of those spaces for having a lot of dnd stuff that's geared towards commander so they're able to push the the mechanics they they establish in the dnd set and maybe party mechanic or whatever they're able to push it here because it's commander um but like unless they do stuff like maybe having a dnd flavor soul ring or a dnd flavor arcane signet i would be kind of upset if they have like a bunch of these allocated spaces just for brand new dnd cards that's the only thing i'm thinking like it's cool because a lot of people are gonna love it but since i didn't love like the forgotten realms set because i don't have any any connection to dnd um, taking this premiere set and and just mixing it with with DND and allocating a lot of the new space to DND cards as opposed to great reprints and cards that push the boundaries of Commander, you know that's the only thing that has to be a little saddened. I didn't think about that because I was just thinking like this would be the perfect like mix in, in between. Also because uh, a lot of the power, uh, a lot of the like powerful effects from DND were kind of misrepresented in. In the, in, in the set like power word kill just yeah. anything with power like with life 100 or less and it just in the in the, in the actual card is just non-dragons non-demons non-angels everything else is 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 viable which i make it makes sense but if you get an eight like it, it in theory 
through through the game mechanics, you should be able to still kill something like that if mm -hmm. it's if its health were uh, low enough. Uh, thinking on uh, how the Vorpal Sword, how uh, how kind of shitty it is, uh, the actual card uh, in comparison to what the actual card does. Uh, sure, the, the Vorpal Sword has the ability to maybe win you the game, but it's very very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Uh, just a lot of it's as unlikely as getting an at 20. I mean, like, no, getting like, no, not if you're playing a fighter. You, 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 you remember, like, we yeah. finished a campaign uh, recently in, in summer. My fighter attacked could, could attack, uh, like, uh, up, up to like seven times per turn. Getting a crit was not that hard, yeah. The probabilities go down by a lot. Like, actually, uh, go up by a lot. If you just, you know, if it's like seven attacks, it's like seven out of 20, which is yeah. like, I mean, that's not the exact probability, is a, a lot better. But, uh, like, yeah, like, it, getting a 20 is not that hard if you keep rolling that many dice. Uh, but, like, just just a few, a, a few car, uh, like, uh, card mechanics and uh, game mechanics that feel like they should have been stronger. Mm -hmm. but they weren't uh, and to the effect of like those reprints you want a lot of the like a lot of the reprints they could add in this type of sets could be uh, reflavored into the Dungeons and Dragons feel what card like off, off the top of your head any card you would like to be reprinted Mana Crypt Mana Crypt could literally just work in, in, in a D&D uh, Imperial Seal. That's the other one. That could also work in yes, D&D. Yes, definitely could work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, have... they make them D&D flavored, which could be a thing as well that they do. Yeah. I'm, I'd be, I'm fine with it. But they have to have some iconic commander reprints that we desperately need and, and shove them there then. Like, if they do that, I'll be fine. But if they yeah, do the, the, just the, a complete uh, stupid set of just D&D cards that are more powerful because they just go straight to Commander and Legacy and Vintage, then I'm just going to be upset. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, I, I, I understand your concern. I didn't think about that. And it's, it's, it's like a very valid concern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So next set. So next set. JP, what's the next set? Double Masters. Yeah. Good lord. Great Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Double Masters in 2022 will also come with two foil cards and two rare or mythic rare cards in each draft booster with even more powerful reprints and a multicolored draft focus. That just that part, so, much, that so last, much more expensive. That last part, though. Yeah. Multicolored multi draft focus. Yeah. Have you ever, like, has, has, has any of you actually played uh, MTGO? Yeah. No. So uh, I, I haven't I haven't played NTGO, but there's a I, I've seen a billion drafts of cube in, in NTGO, and there's there's one cube that was just basically a, a chaos cube, which is like a, a chaos draft, uh, which is just random sets from everywhere, but the focus uh, the, the, the it was like curated chaos draft, so uh, the focus was multicolored cards. Mm -hmm. It creates such a fun drafting experience because your decks, you're 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 drafting, uh, you're gonna be drafting individually powerful cards, but very slow. So everyone's gonna have a chance to play their stuff. Okay. So it becomes a bit of a slugfest and a bit of a like a, a bit battle cruisery, 
or you just play the biggest thing you can and hope it's hope it sticks because uh, generally speaking multicolor removal is a bit rarer than monocolor removal and that's the focus on this mm-hmm. so i'm just thinking all the possibilities of the things they could add uh, do you think we sounds... get like new like uh, monocolor removal or is like the master said not like injecting any new uh, content they're injecting that one the uh amina 2 but I mean, that's also like uh, a planeswalker that's already in this. No, yeah, it's, no, not, but it's, I not think... on, it's not on, on like a modern. Oh, no, it's not that a modern true, card. But is wait, that no, like... it's not going to be injected because the master set doesn't wait. Shit. Yeah, but it's like the, lo- the logo for the double master 2022 isn't even like the final logo. I don't think they, they unveiled art, did they? Yeah, master, the, like these, these master sets the don't platform. go into modern. Like, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. It's just a reprint set. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why it's just, yeah, just totally. Just a bunch of pre- just a, a bunch of ridiculously powerful multicolor cards. I know. I just, just, I, just, five, I'm sorry. just I just I just, just assume now that all these sets just go to modern into somewhere. Yeah, no. I'm getting confused with all these products. Yeah, but uh, right, it was. It, it was a nice little break, but now we're back, yeah. and we're back with with a bunch of, of sets. Yeah. So yeah, uh, same. Just a bunch of just, just a bunch of powerful multicolor cards. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah, fun's super. It's like super unbalanced. But like, I guess like if everything's unbalanced, nothing is. True. So, but I feel like probably this set might have is just gonna be ridiculously expensive, even more so than Double Masters One. And Double Masters One, I. I did I buy a box? I I did I no I don't think I bought a box of the no, Masters. I did. Um, is that the one that came with like the Karn box topper, or was that the other like? Wait, yeah, then I did. I did buy a double yeah. Masters, double Masters uh, box. I got like, shit. I got it was Karn and like Ulamog as like a box topper. You could yeah, get, like, yeah, no, cool I got, I got like really shitty ones. I don't even remember how bad they Sad. were. Like they were really bad. Um, yeah. I did just. I the good part about this one though, the double Masters, is that at launch, those reprints were very powerful, very good reprints, and they were all like dirt cheap. That was a good thing about this, and they were dirt cheap for a while. Maybe right now they're not anymore. They are. Uh, the box. Box, though the box itself i know it was like super expensive it was like almost 250 or something like maybe 300 and this one having the two foil cards is bullshit like i feel like it's gonna be more expensive because i do not remember them having double foil i knew i know they have double rare and or mythic but what they do is since it's double you get double the and that, wait, and that's on the, and that's on the draft booster though is it implied that we're gonna have like the draft booster and the set booster in this one as well oh we're gonna have all three i'm pretty sure we're gonna have the draft the set and we're gonna have the collectors i'm, I'm definitely like banking on it that you're gonna do that or at least they're gonna have the draft and the collectors for sure um you're not gonna miss out on that because i think what they did for this one they did the vip packs which were the $100 ones that had like the one booster and that everything yeah. was foil in it. So they might just do something crazy like that again as well. Um, okay, so... You got really know. lucky on those, if I'm mistaken. I got... I never opened I those. Didn't, uh, didn't you get like a foil mana vault? No, the mana vault came because of another thing. That was years okay. ago. That was years yeah, no, ago. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking... Something else. Yeah, I'm just thinking about... Yeah. So Jumpstart 2022 is the final supplementary product that it's coming that's coming uh in 2022 it just says it's a new two magic card in every pack dozens of themes to mix and match for fun with plenty of free prints uh what do you guys think 
I had like zero, like I really had no idea like what was up with Jumpstart until I like went to my, uh, wasn't actually, it wasn't an LDS, it was a, uh, <laughs> Uh, the store that, that opened in Aguadilla in the mall yeah. uh, that I think is uh, by Josue too from ISD Gaming. Mm -hmm. So I went there and I actually bought like some boosters and I actually got lucky. Actually, I, what did I buy? I think I bought like one or two boosters and I actually got a realistic study out of one of them and I'm like, you know what? Nice. I might have to start buying some more of this jumpstart stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of saw like, you know, for the first time I like opened a pair of these boosters and saw like the whole like color theming and all that and I was like, you know what? You know what? I gotta play some of this Jumpstart stuff because this actually looks like tons of fun. And, and Jumpstart 2022 is gonna have any kind of like, you know, probability of getting a really fun reprints, like let's say just popping up with like a Rhystic Study or something like that as well. I I can't say anything else, but like, you know, I welcome it. Like, sounds fantastic. You were saying, JP? Jumpstart, like the original Jumpstart was like underappreciated. It had it really, really, really good cards. I compare yeah. the original Jumpstart to Conspiracy 2. It was yep. just confined between too many sets. Mm -hmm. And thus, it got overshadowed. That's interesting. But uh, Conspiracy 2 had a lot of really good cards. Jumpstart, mm -hmm. the original Jumpstart, had a really good cards. I hope this one doesn't get overshadowed. But if it does, then you'll find a lot of cards like being very cheap. The uh, the original Jumpstart, I don't, one. if I'm not mistaken, didn't didn't drop in price at all because of scarcity. So hopefully they, they don't uh, they they fix no, that problem. No, no, that that's problem's fixed. You can go to like an ISD. You can go to like wherever. Oh, but but it was yes. very expensive at one point. Yes, it, it was. Scarcity. Yes, it was because this happened kind of during the pandemic. So what happened was there was a scarcity and the really good reprints like that broken elf, for example, shot up to like 80 bucks. Uh, there, one no, one could get, like, no one can get a, a hold of it. The, the most like the, the, the strongest card I've, I've played with with uh, in Jumpstart was Muxus Goblin General. Yeah. The Goblin Gun V. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I don't know. Chris, you don't have that card in your Which Goblin one? deck. Muxus. Like Muxus. M-U-X-U-S. Yeah, I know. I don't. I really want he it, but, I, but it's expensive. Absolutely. Like, like that card makes an entire Goblin deck. Yeah. That's the reason. Like, like you play Goblin Matron to look for Goblin Recruiter. You play Goblin Recruiter and put Muxus on top, and any number of six goblins, any number of six goblins that are cost like I think it's five or less mm -hmm. on the on the top. That's it. You just win. Uh, then you put uh, the, like the last one has to be like the Goblin ring Ringleader, and then you put four more goblins. So you play Muxus, reveal the top six, put all the all the goblins into play. Ringleader triggers, reveal the top four. Oh look, it's four more goblins. You draw four cards, and your field is just—it's—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's enormous just because you played one card. I mean, guess like the and, and the whole thing can trigger off, off of goblin recruiter or matron, or if you even get uh, Muxus. Just by blind playing Muxus in a goblin deck, it's just Still ridiculous. Got really good chances of pulling it's like just, some really. Cool and uh, he, when he attacks, he gets plus one plus one for each goblin. It doesn't yeah. even it doesn't the goblins don't even have to be attacking. Yeah. Which is the crazy part. Mostly most of those effects are plus one plus zero or plus two plus zero and the goblins need to be attacking. He doesn't care. That card is bonkers. Yeah. It's really good. The good thing about Jumpstart 2, 
now there's a lot of availability of jumpstart so jumpstart isn't even that expensive anymore i think you can get a box menu for 120 mm-hmm. and uh and all the, the cards have drastically dropped in price except some of the key uh ones that are actually staples um but there's a lot of product jumpstart so it's like you said it's conspiracy but conspiracy also had a lot of scarcity when it came out at least this one you can still it's readily available and it's dirt cheap yet it's like for now you know if you give it a, a, a couple of more months or like a year it might start to become like rare to find um jumpstart but um it's a great experience playing jumpstart like i i played it with Fayola a couple of times awesome. during the pandemic and stuff super fun experience it's like oh you don't have a deck great let's just get two boosters and it literally has the lands too so you just shuffle it up like you're playing kitchen 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 table <laughs> magic in in the in the night in the 90s just throw your shit cards because most of them are just shit oh jp left yeah no sleeves just no sl- oh yeah literally because <laughs> i i'll be honest i didn't draft any i didn't pull anything good in the in the in the in jumpstart i didn't pull anything decent in, in my jumpstart box at all that is so, so that, that's what but it, it was good because i it was like kind of like oh let me just take all these 40 yeah, shaft you, cards you could you could actually like on. play magic the way the gods intended you to yes. play magic instead yes. of oh no wait i have to put all these richard, cards richard in sleeves garfield. because they're worth more than my whole life exactly <laughs> richard garfield from the heavens was like yes son yes this is all i wanted you to do all my life just good get them dirt up get them all fucked up that's all i wanted yeah. you to do. that's why they're get, that black, get that black lotus just like put it in the dirt yeah. bury it, it the dirt. pull it back out and play it <laughs> yeah, rip, rip it apart once you sacrifice it but it's a fun experience like for sure Jumpstart is really fun to be able to just get to boosters and play with friends, and you get a you get a bunch of games out of it. So they also introduced Universes Beyond, the thing that we were afraid of last year. But it but is- but the way they introduced it, I am not. See, this is the proper way. Yes. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I'm gonna yeah, I'm see, gonna go into this. A, a lot of a lot of our, our concerns have been. Hopefully they don't, they don't just don't go back on their word, but yeah. Hopefully yes. So universes as, beyond as the corporates a, tend to do, of course. Exactly. <laughs> universes beyond is a sub brand of Magic the Gathering that exists in addition to and alongside the regular line of products. This set features in the series consists of products such as secret layers, commander decks, and even make their way into Magic Arena. So the first Ooh, one we're going to be discussing yeah. is Warhammer for four hundred thousand. 40k, 40K. you even. <laughs> Magic meets for a uh, Warhammer 40k with four commander decks featuring new art, new cards, and powerful reprints. Uh, the cool thing about this one is that this one addresses our concerns because you're going to be readily available product. It's not going to be like a secret layer that you can only get if you're in the United States and nowhere else. And it's super expensive once it, it, it the drop doesn't exist anymore. This one, there's going to be a bunch of products. So you'll always be able to get your hands on the Warhammer 40k Commander X. So this one addresses concerns. What do you guys think? It also addresses the concern in terms of uh the like the type of sets it's coming into it's going it's not going into like directly into standard or a, a modern format in this case but you know legacy and vintage always have access to these cards yes uh but in gen- generally speaking it does answer that uh, type of concern uh i'm glad they're starting out with warhammer mostly because it's close enough 
in terms of the the type of uh, experimentation they've uh, in for magic like there's magic in war and the warhammer universe we've seen a lot more like uh, now with uh, kamigawa and other sets uh, between steampunk and uh, now cyberpunk we've seen like that uh, that area in diving into sci-fi which Warhammer also delves into, like orcs and goblins and those type of stuff, plants, races, they're also in Warhammer. So at least Warhammer per se is like one of the safer, uh, IPs. like safer IPs to in uh, to uh, like uh, integrate into Magic. Uh, I am I am personally not as. Uh, Hey, como era like uh, Gile, or uh, the store yeah. store owner from Granuja, we uh, when we had him as uh, as a guest, uh, we were talking about these uh, about uh, universes beyond, and I was like the the discordant voice, but yes. saying how this is this is this is a horrible idea. I'm not. It was like I'm me not and Gile being super excited about it, and yes. it's just like they'd be like, oh, and I'm like, but 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 it's the end of magic. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not as bad on it now how because they they've actually you know they've elaborated more on what they are going to do I completely and agree. and that's that that releases relieves a lot of concerns now do you think that universes beyond could eventually become just kind of like magic 2 electric boogaloo and not yeah electric boogaloo no 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 that's it's, fine well there is one set that we're going to address soon that might make that magic 2.0 so the other thing that they announced is Fortnite because you gotta get the Gen Zers, you gotta get the, the young young kids, the Look, ten man. year olds. Like I, I hate Fortnite. Kids. I really do. I despise Fortnite. But honestly, I'm not mad at it. Fortnite. You know what? I'm like not mad at it. It's a two, two secret layer drops consisting of reprints of popular of this popular battle royale game by Epic Games. And we're gonna probably see Jace in Fortnite, so that's gonna be awesome. So I hate it, but I hate it. I I I, I hate it for other reasons, mostly okay. because I. Uh, Fortnite. It was this time. Uh, I have. I have a history of Fortnite. I bought Fortnite. Let me, oh, let me, let, let, no. let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. I bought Fortnite. Okay. So we understand I, why you hate I, it. I, 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 it was before Battle Royale. Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, this is gonna be this thing, and and they didn't like. It was not that thing, at oh. all. They and, uh, and then they used my money to make. A battle royale. A gazillion dollars. A gazillion dollars. On the previous set, however, on the 40k thing, I just do hope that a lot of these IPs, other than the fact that they're like, you know, doing the collab and we're getting like cards based on these IPs, I really do hope that we see material from Magic inserted into these IPs as well. Just because, I don't know. It I brings more people. Kind of yeah. 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 It brings more people to like for, for everything. Like, you know, it brings, for example, we got Fortnite. It'll probably bring Fortnite players to Magic and magic players to fortnite which uh, but <laughs> i also like i was thinking about like warhammer 40k and i'm thinking to myself how awesome would it be like to those of you who are familiar with like war games i'm not that familiar with it i just like painting figures and stuff yeah um but to those of you who are familiar with war games just imagine you're just like playing like your good old game of warhammer 40k and at the other end of the table you got a big majestic nicole bolas directing your armies oh man i would die I would yeah. die on the spot. 
um well i'm just happy that at least in terms of this secret layer drop it's going to be reprints it's not gonna be like you're not not gonna have i don't know what's a fortnite character here but whatever a fortnite character could be fortnite actually has lore so i I get exactly does it I don't know. I, I feel like picture. Lore look, is look. On the bright side, there's a possibility of having ripoff Keanu Reeves in in a secret layer. Like that's yeah. enough. For Just me. in case you realize, Keanu Reeves, like, he's actually been in the game. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Fortnite, it was a zombie game. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the lore. That's the, oh, the lore. Oh, that you would have. be beautiful. That would be beautiful. <laughs> They're not gonna a do zombie that. token, just to like slap slap JP in the face. <laughs> gonna be a decay zombie just for for adding insult to injury um i i the lord that, that fortnite has is equivalent to 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 funko pop that's that's the lord that it has it just it just has everything it, has but it actually it actually does have like a story i was like going over like a few things they actually do have like a running story though i haven't yeah. like really read it per se but it's like oh like you know like the secret agents and doing stuff and there's like betrayals and shit and i'm like okay wait yeah, a minute and maybe and ariana should, grande like, makes a concert and then Thanos snaps half i mean the is that not how it works in real life like you know some weird shit happens out in the universe and the next day like ariana grande has a concert it's fine you know yeah, that's what that's what that's why Fortnite has so much money. I mean, I appreciate that Fortnite exists because then we got Epic Game Store, and I am the one that's one of the few people that defend Epic Game Store. So I, I I defend it. I hate everything they do, but they have so many great free games. Yes, exactly. Yes, and well, they have competitive prices too. Like yes. I've actually bought games there because they're actually cheaper than Steam. Cheaper than Steam or anywhere else for that matter. The bad, the bad thing that they have is they, the it, their, their, their client is shit. Like their client is arguably shit. But yeah, so we also have Street Fighter. It's also a secret layer. Magic will be joining Street Fighter's 35th anniversary with its own secret layer drop, featuring the fighter, uh, the fighting game's iconic characters as mechanically unique cards. That's the scary part. This includes the likes of Chun Li, who will be appropriately have a multi kicker ability. That's cute. Now, Aww. they didn't address this here, but they did say in the live stream that even though these will be mechanically unique cards later on in next in in sets in in magic sets in the future there will be a shang li equivalent card in a magic set it won't be shang li it will be something else whatever this is what they should have done yeah this is this is exactly like see yeah yes print print that human card they could still do it with the walking dead because they mentioned it but yeah. yeah I hope I, I really wanted them to re- to reprint that Rick card in like the like Rick the God set because it's yes, like one of the things that makes so shit. much sense. Mm-hmm. So much sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hopefully, hopefully they they go they go through with that and we don't take forever to see the Shang Li equivalent card in in a Magic set. Hopefully, like you know, let's say the Secret Lair drops in in summer and by the Brothers War. You go. I mean, by Dominaria United, since Kicker is obviously a nostalgic um, mechanic, they have a Shang Li equivalent uh, as a legendary uh, uh, creature. Monk. Exactly, just a normal monk, and it has multi kicker. Like, if they do that, I'll be fine. No concerns here. No, no bells ringing. But if a year passes and we do not see any of these stupid cards at all in any of these standardized sets. I will flip a lid because they did promise this shit. And I know people are going to freak yeah. out as well. So we'll, we'll see. And finally, uh, the Lords of the Rings take take on 
of Middle Earth. This set will actually be available in Arena because it is designed as Lord of the Rings franchise will make its way to Magic the Gathering as a set designed for booster drafts, and these cards will be legal in modern as well as historic. So this one is the interesting one because this we always the, had the assumption. The, this is the one that threads the needle. So this exactly. Is like, it's yes. like it's like ah, you're using Lord of the Rings, so like ah, you're, yes. you're, you're you're messing with our hearts now. Because nah, I'm, I'm like I'm like too happy about it. It's like you you're gonna give me like D and D and Lord of the Rings like in my in my in my favorite like card game ever. Come on, man! To me, this is just this is amazing news. I want to like cry, man. But this is the threading of the needle, as JB suggests. This is this one is... thing. One thing is 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 D and D. D and D is a thing that they own. But now we're talking about Lord of the Rings. They don't own this shit. It does make yeah. sense thematically. It does make sense. That's why. That's why I'm just like ah. Yes. Lord of the Rings, like, like you're the, using the safe bet. The, the safe cardboard one. crack, the cardboard crack comic is slowly becoming true, and who knows if we eventually get a DC EU takes on Gotham City sets and it is introduced into modern directly, and then we have the Batman card. You know, so we. I would this love is the, the Batman one. secret layer so much. Come on, you uh, know you would. Oh, you, you know you've seen the memes. It looks so good. I, Come I would on. buy it. I would buy it. Yes, of course, I'd buy the living crap. But, um, but this is the one that kind of threads the needle because what our understanding of universes beyond and Morrow said it himself is that it would be like a separate thing. It would be something that you would just it would be cool, pretty cardboard that would not interfere with the lore, established lore of magic itself. But this you, one kind uh, of like that you, you already know they're gonna make broken cards, so that 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 so that sucks. Cells. Of course. Of course. I mean, do they even Lord have Lord. to make broken yes, cards for do. Lord of they the do. Rings they do. to sell? They do. They do. They because do. a lot of people are against this. Yes. I, yeah. You have okay, to justify it competitively that Gandalf the Grey is a good card because if not, no one's going to play this set ever. Yeah. So so, so they, they will have to be broken. And I'm pretty sure they will be because it's Lord of the Rings. Do you really not think they're going to make a broken Frodo card? Like, I'm pretty sure they will. Don't you uh, not yes. think that the can't ring... Bro- the can't ring... be blocked by creatures two or greater. And then when, yeah. he, when you put the ring on him, he just, like, you can't target him. There you go. The, the, the ring to rule them all or something. Legendary artifact. It gives them hexproof. No, it costs zero. It's probably going to be, like, a mox. It gives you mana, but it also wins you the game in a few turns or some bullshit. No, it's Come on, there's got to be a downside to the ring. I mean, there's there's no downside. it loses you the game unless you control Sauron. Ooh, or Frodo. Like but I feel a it's going to be like a like box type of card. I don't know you, why. I feel like you, it's going to be like a Shiri. Like Chris, just in case, you do understand what the ring does. And yes, makes Frodo, Frodo was not in control. He was losing control. But he chucked it into Mount Doom. It's fine. Did he really? Or did or, or, hey. or, or did he really? Or did Sam just kind of force him to? Mm, you know. You're not wrong. However, <laughs> however, I was just thinking about Mount Doom as a land. That, that like my brain just like went like boop, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that'd be a cool land. I like, I know that we, that you guys especially have been concentrating on like the implications of this set coming into Magic, but my brain is just on another wavelength, just thinking about like what cards are gonna come out. Am I gonna get small? Like oh, small? Of I, I can never pronounce this fucking name. Great small mom. smog smog. Yeah, we'll go with smog. Smog sounds great. It sounds like a smoggy dragon. It's great. Um, 
but you know like are we gonna get smog are we gonna get like uh, uh, we gotta get bilbo and frodo and all the characters a sauron has got to look insane especially because i noticed that they're using a uh, different art like it's not inspired by the movies it's more like inspired by like the books or i haven't i don't know if there's i know there's like an animated movie that, mm-hmm. uh, from the hobbit but i haven't I'm seen it i'm not sure what like what era they're gonna use or if they're just gonna use yeah. lord of the rings in general because mordoff would have been would be interesting mordoff is I, like sauron's master Okay. The, before Sauron became like the big, the big baddie, mm-hmm. Mordoff was the, the was the, before, the big baddie. Before Sauron became Nicole Bolas, there was a Yagmoth exactly. before him. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh man, I'm like ridiculously excited over like this this set. Like my brain is just exploding right now with like uh, ideas of what could possibly like come out, and I really do wonder how far into the lore they're gonna go are like are they gonna go like way back are we just gonna be seeing like the main uh the main line like three lord of the rings movies okay. are we going to have a future set like for example this set is like about the three main lord of the rings movies and then the next uh, set is like the hobbit based or something or maybe in the future we get like a cimmerillion chris. set and i'm like ah. chris okay you talking about this see, see this is the problem with it being lord of the rings it's like fuck so many good characters ah yes. so Tom Bombadil. He doesn't appear in the movies because okay. they they forcefully like they omitted him. Tom Bombadil touches the ring and is like, "Oh, this is cute," and gives it back. Not tempted whatsoever. Mm-hmm. In the lore, it's, it's, it's speculated that Tom Bombadil, where in the uh, when they meet him, he's like, I, I'm almost thinking he has like a beautiful, uh, like he's like a a bearded. Uh, he looks like dwarvish, but he's like a small man, kind of like I'm not sure. I, I, I don't, I don't, know, I don't remember the details. He has like a beautiful wife, and he's like not tempted by the ring whatsoever. And it's kind of implied that he's actually Eru, you know. The god of, my, of, yeah. of, of, of is it, so just I forget just which having... one that was. Was Eru the one that like tried to create the like that created the dwarves in the Cerulean e- or Eru created Eru created everything. Okay, like, no, you know, no. not 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 the dwarves specifically, but you know, basically everything. Eru is like the top dog. Yep. Mm. I, I barely remember anyone's name. And so. Tom Bombadil is basically Eru. At least that's what's in, what's implied. So Eru might not get a card, but Tom might. Mm. So yeah. kind of like the Urza thing. Like we never we like originally we never got the Urza card. Instead we just got like Ur, like the Raven Blind, Blind Seer. Not the Raven Man. The Blind Seer. There we go. Yeah, Blind Seer. Kind of like that. Yeah. 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 It's just ah. Oh. Well, that's the end of the 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 old um, the new magic that we'll be getting in 2022. It doesn't seem it does seem like a lot, sort of. I think the problem is that when you sprinkle in so many, yeah, when you sprinkle in so many supplementary and when you sprinkle in so much secret layers, that's what it gets like overwhelming. I, I also feel like at some point Wizards is probably gonna like release like more like little products in between, and that's. <laughs> Like, it's just going to be a replay of, like, you know, last year in terms of, like, product. Yeah. Um, which, on one hand, it's, like, the same, same as last year. It's exciting that we're getting so much Magic product, but then what are going to be, like, the negatives of that the fact that we're getting so much Magic product? Like, how is yeah. that going to affect the, the, the negative is I can't buy everything. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
they also announced because we're never getting a break of anything it's perpetual hype yeah uh we got the brand new innistrad spoilers yay spooky season has arrived spooky spooky spookies forever until december scary zombies werewolves vampires and skeletons yes exactly and humans and And humans walkers and walkers eldritch shit so yeah we had already covered up to our uh, up to renin seven yes sir so we can start in uh, art with arlen yeah go ahead and it introduces uh, new mechanics, so let me yes. pack it right here. There you go. Arlen, the pack's hope. Garbage, so, the garbage is hope. I'm sorry. So yes, legendary planeswalker Arlen with four, uh, uh, with four loyalty. Daybound. If a player casts no spells during their own turn, it becomes night next turn. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Until your next turn, you may cast creature spells as though they have flash, and each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one counter. Uh, and the negative three is create two, two, two green wolf to- creature tokens. Yes, four loyalty to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the flip side is Ar- yeah, Arlen the Moon Fury, but not nightbound. Uh, her plus two adds uh, a green and a red, and her zero makes her a five five trample destructible haste. Mm hmm. Uh, it also has Nightbound. Yeah, is... I mentioned that. I mentioned no, that. but uh, if, if a player casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes Day the next turn. So ah, yes. Yeah. Flip around. It introduces a new mechanic of Daybound and Nightbound. Um, you're going to get cards that actually exemplify day and night as i explained to jp because jp was a little confused on how it works so, so wait, wait, like just, just in yeah. case when she enters it is neither day nor night yes. but the next turn no. it's no when she enters the battlefield if it's neither day or night it becomes day because she is day bound it's like uh it's like an enter the battlefield trigger okay. i guess yeah it, it like think, it I checks the board like ascend uh ascend i think it yes. just kind of works the same way the same way like for example no, it, ascend is very intuitive i have 10 permanents ascend. no yeah i know but like you know how like when you already have your 10 permanents on floor you don't have ascend it's just when you play a card that has, has ascend, ascend is yes. when you gain ascend by like That's having the term permanence on the floor kind of the best yeah, but she, to, do, yeah. she doesn't explicitly say when she enters the battlefield it's automatically day uh, she yeah, is day bound but her ability says uh, if a player casts no spells during their True. own turn it yeah. becomes night the next turn i agree do you yeah, understand that that's my that's my uh, my, my confusion i i guess that in this case okay. wizards might have thought that it was kind of implicit that like yeah because the, the little token card bound. that i that i don't have here i thought i had it in this in this website but the little the little token card that really appear in the upper card in the upper part of the card in the day part says if if you know it was night and you com- like you complied with the ability it becomes day if it's neither day or night and you put a card on that has day about enters the battlefield it automatically becomes day um it kind of is like a send like you need a card to kind of like start the cycle when the game starts it is neither day nor night you have to play either a card that says day bound or as we'll see soon enough there's cards that if it says it is neither day nor night it becomes day when that card enters the battlefield there's a difference you might be thinking why don't you just call it daybound because the daybound also has a double function daybound is for you to understand that if it's the first daybound card you play it becomes day and the second meaning is that 
it shows you that that card has a nightbound equivalent to it the other cards that just say if it's neither day nor night it becomes day it is because there's not a, it's not a double face card and it does not have a night nightbound equivalent in the back um that's the kind of the best way to explain it it's a little confusing but it at least it streams like streamlines more this whole um changing from day to night and uh transforming the cards that the previous mini strats had trouble kind of like doing transforming is, is like i understand the transform mechanics it's just when does the day bound trigger and like starts and that's my my, my only yeah yeah but, but now it's it still confusing like... and it's like even even when you explained it i understand i understood it but i didn't actually understand it like it's it's just yeah, yeah. confusing anyways I to think, me i think it, i think it does streamline a little bit better than how it was before because um now like all the cards could affect you like affect when your cards transform too like even on your turn but it's now it's always been like, like that that's... It's always been no like that's that. what i'm saying but now in like the daybound thing they can't because it's when uh if, if it's when a when a player doesn't cast or either yeah. cast or doesn't cast it's, it's always been like that on yeah. their own if, turn yeah it's always been like so that. your opponent can't affect that uh, other than like the the transform mechanic the transform mechanic you could couldn't like your opponent cast spells and transform your cards Oh, oh well yeah i guess yeah that makes exactly sense. Yeah. so would you would you, you say that this new mechanic is stronger than the previous transform uh yes it would it would be stronger because now you control if you're flipping them or not on your turn um, at least yeah so morrow also talked about this um because i was debating the fact that we should just errata the previous innistrad card so everything functions the same way and morrow said then no basically no. In, in in a lot of few words he said just no he's not gonna do no. that um so the older cards are gonna stick with the way that they are and if you want to make your precious wolf deck which i'm pretty sure everyone was planning on doing your werewolf deck you're kind of screwed a little bit because you're gonna have some of your cards are gonna be daybound and nightbound and other cards you're gonna have to manually be able to flip them um yeah. by you know doing the same thing of like no casting spells or casting two but your opponent can also screw you over in the previous Innistrad cards. Um, the interesting part about Daybound and Nightbound also, if you are Nightbound and you play a card that has Daybound, it automatically flips into its Nightbound mode as it enters the battlefield. This is also important yeah. to know. It forces all these cards to be on equal playing field once they enter the battlefield and once they are on the battlefield. So it just, it kind of like homogenizes this whole thing so you don't have like weird cards and when they enter, some of them are day, the other are night. I think you just wanted to, to make it make it make sense. And I think this is the, the way that they did it. They should have like a little video explaining this. I'm pretty sure maybe the, the video that they did explained it, but I never watched it. Uh, so I'm just going off the cards i think it's um, really cool lore wise as well like lore wise when yeah. i say lore wise in this case referring to like how the game mechanics reflect how the how the plane like uh works basically i think it reflects it a lot better and i think it's really cool to have that day and night mechanic and for everything to be on that same playing field i feel like it also balances things out a lot and like you said it just makes the whole gameplay process easier in general mm -hmm. agreed completely so there's another few uh, unruly, un, like unruly mob is a reprint uh, the devil might uh, is, is the interesting for uh, uh, for, lip, for for spell slingy in yeah. because uh, one of the mechanics we're going to talk about is flashback. Sure, uh, we got flashback again. Woo yeah, we got flashback. The snarling wolf is flashback. Like a, flashback. A <laughs> uh, then we get the angel. The angel is kind of interesting. So let me put, put it up here. 
Here we go. Okay. Uh, the angel states, uh, she is enduring angel. Two white, white, white for a creature angel, and she is a 3 3. She has flying double, uh, flying double strike. You have X proof. If your life total would be reduced to zero or less, instead transform enduring angel and your life total becomes three. Then, if enduring angel didn't transform this way, you lose the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the and then the, the, the back side is angelic enforcer. It's creature angel. Uh, power and toughness is stars. Uh, flying, you have hexproof. Uh, Angelic Enforcer's power and toughness are equ- each equal to your life total. Whenever Angelic Enforcer attacks, double your life total. So, one of the things uh, Saffron Olive uh, mentioned on why Enduring Angel works the way it does is because if you create a copy, a token copy, yep. if you create a token copy and then you would die, the effect triggers. But you can't transform it, so you still, so you automatically still lose the game. Yes. Otherwise, this would have been a problem because if you yes. make a copy, you would just not been able to lose the game. And we already seen how the the faceless haven plus the the, the book of exalted deeds. deeds does with not losing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a problem. Yes. Uh, another thing is uh, with enduring angel. If you play it someone attacks you for uh, a billion mm-hmm. you, you're gonna die uh, it's going it's, uh, it's effect triggers but in response to the trigger you can still kill it yes and you still die yep so you don't need to try it, so that that doesn't save you mm-hmm. it's just it needs, this needs to like survive the turn do you think it's good do you think it will see standard no. play yeah no same it's a three three Yep, or five mana. Problem. That's exactly the problem. Flying, the flying, yep. flying double strike, and you have hexproof. Is yeah. the, you have hexproof? I don't think it's gonna be that relevant unless burn becomes like actual, like not red aggro. It's like burn. Mm-hmm. And we currently just have red aggro, not yeah. burn. Uh, I would love to see burn being back, but burn is just my favorite archetype. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is just like this. This is not good. I think at maybe a certain point it was probably a 4-4 or maybe it actually inherently had hexproof but obviously if it had inherently had hexproof it would have been a gigantic problem and if it was a 4-4 it would have been in other words let's just like put it this way if the card were good it'd be a problem period (laughs) i think so yeah like if they would have made the card good why it's a white card give white something broken give white something good i completely agree with that that's the thing that i got me a little upset when i saw this card i'm like why not just make it a five five or a four four why does it have to be a three three four five like they're just gonna be like oh that's cute uh lightning strike and i still kill you okay uh, do you want to read Galvanic Iteration? Sure. Galvanic Iteration. This is, this is the, the type of card you, you would enjoy. Yes, I, I love this card. Galvanic Iteration. It is a blue and a, and a red for an instant that reads, whenever you cast your next instant of sorcery, this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for that copy. It's the standard, you know, fork of of the new set but the cool part is it has flashback for one colorless one blue and one red its cost is like really reasonable for being two mana and then the flashback being three is really really reasonable really really strong i don't know if it's gonna be standard strong but i know it's commander strong oh yeah so good yes i i want to like 
I'm about to like take down Baral again and build Mid-Mazette again just so I can put the Galvanic Iteration in there. Yeah, great, like I promise. So good. It's really good and I'm glad that they're they're not skimping on flashback. They're they're you know, they're pushing flashback to where it needs to be. <laughs> I think it's really sad that we get to have Galvanic Iteration next to Enduring Angel. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, Chris, read this one, the Light Up the Night. What do we got? Light Up the Night. Light Up the Night deals X damage to any target. Deals X damage plus one damage instead if... What's it? If that target, target is a creature or planeswalker and has flashback for four instead of X, so it says removes X count. Oh, that's actually a really interesting flashback ability. I didn't read mm -hmm. that part. Yeah. Uh, for four, you can remove X loyalty counters from among planeswalkers you control. If you cast this spell this way, X can't be zero. Yep. Huh. The flashback oh. I think is interesting. I don't think it's necessarily well, I think it could potentially be like very like useful, but I don't think it's good. Orengo. I don't know. No. Uh, I don't know. Hmm? Are we gonna agree that we're just gonna read we are gonna read the the bombs and we just give the duds to, to Chris? How dare you? Just because that's How a dud. <laughs> that's a dud if that's I've a, ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, you see really what it needed to do is it deals double X damage. Yeah. If you by removing the, the counters, that would make it worth it. It's like, ah, oh, I remove four counters, I get to deal eight damage. Mm -hmm. I is is like I, I I'm sacrificing my planeswalker abilities. Yeah. Paying four mana mm -hmm. and getting to do more damage. That seems reasonable. Yep. But no, it's just like yeah, you just do that same amount of damage. It's 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 bad. It's bad, yeah. It's really bad. And if it's like an aggro, a mono red aggro deck, this card will never see play because yeah. you're gonna you be able to use it once. Using planeswalkers, anyways. Exactly. So, so um, I'm gonna talk about Beloved Beggar because it introduces another new mechanic. So, Beloved Beggar is a colorless and a white for a zero four. It's a human peasant. It only just has disturb. It's four four colorless. Is it and down two, with the sickness? Sort of. Four colorless and two white for a disturbability which states you may cast this card from your graveyard transform for its disturb cost so on like the back side cool. it's called a general soul a general soul and it's a spirit because he died and it's a flying vigilance creature and it says a generous soul would be put into the graveyard from anywhere exile it instead and it is a 4-4 so we're getting basically you know the animation Eternalize, flash, like like a, a, a type of eternalized flashback for creatures, exactly. uh, but like for the for the transformed side, yeah, which I feel is really cool. Yeah, yeah. For I think it's especially that to have part. like a, a whole other token for your freaking card instead. So, yeah, like exactly. you just transform it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I that card, I might like. I'm not sure, but that card might like it's a two mana zero four. That's great stats. But the, but great do, stats. But for like an aggro deck, it's not exactly because White's been playing aggro. Like all the all the mana. White decks that I've been that I've been seeing now, it is like, like, six six mana. You don't really care like in, in a, for a limited format. The two mana zero. Oh, you're talking about limited. Down the hell, who the will hell hold down the fort. GP. Yeah, it will hold down the fort. Sure, it will block efficiently, and when it dies later on in the game, you can just bring it back as a four four flying vigilance. Yeah. Pretty good beater, sure. Yeah, limited. No, exactly. we need to talk about. We, need to actually, we, we should talk about that for a second. So, in I think it's starting in Innistrad, uh, 
the set boosters are going to include commander only cards and we're going to talk about them soon enough i did not know yeah. about this yes you did they not know that great so it's going to include for now it's only been six revealed so the set boosters are going to have commander only cards that you can only get in the set boosters not the draft boosters not in the commander decks that they're actually going to be releasing that's, no, no, no. that's lightly is, concerning yes they're only going to bring them in the set boosters in an attempt to keep pushing set boosters over draft boosters so when jp tells me about limited i'm like what is that do you eat that is that something is, is that a food because i feel like wizards clearly doesn't want you to draft anything anymore clearly so and it's concerning because draft is part of what makes magic magic you know yeah so it I, is concerning let me do this one go okay. ahead jadar ghoul color of nephalia he is one in a black for a 1-1. He is a legendary creature, human wizard. At the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures with Decayed, create a 2-2 black zombie creature with Decayed. Decayed is, it can't block when it attacks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. Yes. So let me tell you why this card is bad. <laughs> it's good, but it's bad. So okay. the real reason they should have made this is if it's at the beginning of each end step. Ha. Because there is no proper sacrifice mechanic in standard. That's one. So it can't sure. be broken. Okay. And two, it would actually make it worth it. I was I was I was talking about this card when I when I first saw it. I was like, oh, this is perfect for Yara. Every turn I'll get a two no. Only my end step. And I get a two-two. Once can't even block, and it will die if it attacks. It's fair because if it's each end step, the problem is that you're essentially you have played a two mana five five in, in stats. That's insane, JP. Why? Like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Because if it's I can't I I play the two. Can only the create two, one per turn. I play two mana one one. Then I make a two two with decayed. Next yeah. turn I do, I don't do anything. Because I have a 2-2 right. with Decade. With Decade, exactly. you're right, you're right. I need right. to sacrifice that token. And there is no sacrifice mechanic yet. I've yet, seen, that you know I've of. Seen, I've seen, up, up, up to now, no proper sacrifice, free sacrifice mechanic in uh, in the Innistrad. Uh, in Innistrad. So it is not broken. And even then, uh, I can compare it to Ophiomancer. And Ophiomancer, even though it's a 3-mana 2-2, she makes Death Touch, Death Touch one once that can block, and Death Touch is a much stronger mechanic than a 2-2 Decade. A few monsters, four mana though. Three. Okay, three mana. But the thing is, this is, this is designed to be kind of like a, like a two mana five, a two mana Look, three. It's a, it's three, a three rare, stats. and it, it's a legendary rare, man. It should have. It's a legendary. It's a, it's a legendary rare. And they it could makes have made a this a le like a legendary like, uncommon, and it would have been just like fine. It would have been okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. This is fine. It's not that good. I'm, I'm okay. disappointed. Fair enough, fair enough. Who wants to read the werewolf lord? Chris, read the werewolf. Ah, yes, give me the dead. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh, you, know, name, your... you know, uh, Chris? Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. Lord, the <laughs> Lord, he's a legendary creature, a human werewolf. I'm just interested in the effects here, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, plus one red uh, and a green. He's a name bound three, three. Three. Yes. 
That's one red and green. He is a daybound. 3 3. <laughs> uh, whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more wolves and or werewolves, it becomes a knight. Then transform any num number of human werewolves you control. Then it's uh, reverse side, it's a 4-4, and now it's called the Tovalar the Midnight Scourge, legendary creature werewolf. Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player draw card, you can pay X, one red and one green, and you get target wolf or werewolf you control gets plus X plus zero and gains trample until the end of the turn, and it's obviously nightbound. <laughs> So let me tell you why this card is so good. Yep, it's broken as shit. I wouldn't say broken. It's it, it's basically the best werewolf commander. Yes, ever. yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, one like the the one thing that makes it the best, mm -hmm. and, the, and and no matter what is the the first ability on the on the on the on the on the, on the uh, original daybound side is at the beginning of your upkeep. If you control three or more wolves and or werewolves, it becomes knight. Okay. Then transform any number of human werewolves you control. Yep. This is how you can this is how you can control the old werewolves. Yep, exactly. This is like that's why he's so he's really good. Yep. The, the the card draw mechanic is very very good, mostly because uh, like werewolves is supposed to be like an aggressive deck, <laughs> and the flip side has a Kessig Wolf uh, Wolf Run uh, stamped on the creature. Kessig Wolf Run being a land that does the X green and a red. Uh, and gives uh, anything plus X plus zero and trample. Yes. So this does that, but for werewolves, and it uh, makes them draw cards. Mm -hmm. uh, like this this card could have easily have been like a like a like a commander for like a commander deck, and it would have been like yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely one hundred percent, and it would have been really really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's that second part right there. The, the, the then transforming number human werewolves you control makes it. Basically, your only your only viable option. I know a lot of people wanted to play with Arlen, but I'm sorry, yeah. Tovar yeah. is like the best by a yeah. half. Um, let's go with Sigarda. So yes. Sigarda, Champion of Light. There's a new Sigarda card. One colorless, one green, and two white for a four-four legendary creature, Angel, Flying Trample, Humans you control. Get plus one, plus one, and she has another new mechanic, Coven. Coven. So Coven states, whenever Sigarda attacks, if you uh, control three or more creatures with different powers, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a human card from among them and then put it into your hand, put the rest in the bottom of your library in random order. The Coven ability basically is the controlling three or more creatures with different powers. There's another Coven card that we'll, we can read up uh, later on that basically states when you do X thing, you check if there's three or more creatures with different powers and then it does X and Y thing. So, so it's, it just yeah. cares about the three different creatures with three different powers. Exactly. Yeah, it cares about your Coven, essentially. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Sigarda? It's it's a weak it's a weak Sigarda, I guess. It's not that four mana four for flying trample is decent. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. yeah so, for so, standard, so, I'm sorry. Like yeah, four mana four four. Yeah. Uh, like it goes even. Mm -hmm. Flying trample. Now it's going plus. Uh, it's a lord for for and it, and it draws you cards. Yes. Mm -hmm. In general, uh, it's, you know, uh, I'm. 
I'm not a fan of Sigarda per se, but like, mm-hmm. like as as a, as the character, just different iterations. Mostly because like the the original iteration stops people from sacrificing, and that's like my whole thing. Yeah. The second iteration is like based for humans, and this is more for humans as well. And I'm just I've never been too uh, too into humans. Uh, one of my friends uh, who has a, a, a humans deck every every now and again, he just builds it and uh, dismantles and rebuilds it a uh, fish he loves this card he's just oh yeah this is a slam dunk he just kind of wish wishes this were a human instead of an uh, of Sigalda being the angel to do it but it's fine i like the fact that it's Sigalda the angel to do it because again like you know there's the whole like theme about like the angels basically uh helping or protecting the humans of innistrad so i not I anymore but yeah so it's like Bruna's dead, I, yeah. Gisela's dead, Liesa's dead. Sigarda's around, and she's clearly doing her Sigarda. job. Yeah, it's like I, I became the most powerful angel by default. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Oh man. What? Uh, uh, okay, so you want to talk about the secrets? Well, I can talk uh, about the secrets of the key. I don't like it, but sure. There's a brutal Cathar. Uh, or, wait, why? Uh, hmm? Secrets of the key? Yeah, sure. Because th- what matters here is. The mechanic? It's a sh- Well, yeah, well, at least we're, we're getting investigate, but what a shit card because it's a, what one little blue for an instant that says investigate that's already a horrible thing and if this ca- ca- a spell was casted from the graveyard investigate twice is, you should investigate uh, four times and it still will be shit um, and it has flashback for three four. colorless and a blue yeah it's a horrible freaking card it's a common what do you expect uh, the other one is a better opt so do not tell me you cannot bring me better it's a common look it's, it's fine it's fine mechanic blue is like <laughs> flourishing in standard so leave it alone it's fine it's just weird man because in the same vein that you gave me a better opt you give me this weird investigate and i know it's to establish the investigate and by the way it's establishing teferi so are we getting teferi here yeah Probably the in the other one. Yeah. Or maybe in the other one, sure. Maybe. Probably. Let's say it's a fairy, uh, like we get to fairy and we get a uh, Soren. Sure. Mm. That could that could work. Um, no, you get, but yeah. I just uh, I don't like it. Like it's a it's a one mana uh do nothing and it gives you a a clue token that you have to tap through to suck it and draw a card. It's too many steps. That's why yeah. when I read the card, it's like okay, you investigated. Even when basically it's basically play three three mana to be able to draw a card at instant speed. Yeah, that's, that's freaking kind of what you got going stupid. On. And um and even then when it has the the thing that if the spell is in the in the graveyard, investigate twice. You should have investigated four times, honestly. For for your damn struggles, <laughs> because it's you're paying four mana for four clue tokens that you can't sack immediately unless you have a, a shit ton of it's mana. It's a common. Ow, it's shit. Bad go ahead, go talk about like, brutal Carthage. You, you got you, you get opt and then you get like secrets of the yeah, key like that. You get better opt and then you get shitty shitty secrets of the key. Anyways, Brukathar, two and a white for a tutu creature, human soldier, werewolf. When this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into uh, into Brukathar, exile target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield. Stay bound. And then the flip side is Moonrage Brute. It's a creature werewolf. It's a 3-3 first strike with ward 
which is pay three life, and he is nightbound. Interesting enough, uh, when you flip a card, you are not exiling and returning it. So it's the same card. Thus, the card uh, you exiled stays exiled unless this creature dies. So you can exile multiple creatures with this card if you manage to flip it. Yes, that's in theory what you what you would do. And in a game of magic where your opponent must be a damn moron that has no removal, it's a pretty good card. You'd be Being able to remove to maximize, like I I think of this as a maximum of removing two creatures. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good for three for, for a three mana creature. Sure. Okay, the next one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like at least I'm gonna wait until everything kind of like rotates out, of course. But I think I've been ha- like we. There's been a lot of issues removing stuff that aren't creatures from the battlefield. I feel like there's more than enough creature removal. This one's kind like, of interesting. Yeah, but when your creature removal is a creature, mm. it uh, it's a double whammy. As in, you get you get a body, mm-hmm. yeah. smack face, and you get removal. And yeah, that true. removal can be a uh, can be up to a. It's technically not, not even a one for one. It's a two for one, getting a body and a creature, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, being able to remove another creature. And uh, just saying, at maximum, most people would try to kill it before it gets there. But uh, being able to probably remove two creatures, like making a, almost a three for one, is like really really good. Okay. Just by playing cards. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, okay, so there's this other card called Poppet Stitcher. It's a two colorless and a blue for a creature. Human Wizard is a 2-3. He states, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 2-2 black zombie creature with token with decayed. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creature tokens, you may transform Poppet Stitcher. He transforms into Puppet Factory. Haha, <laughs> it's clever. It becomes an artifact. Creature tokens you control lose all abilities and have base power and toughness of 3-3. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may transform Puppet Factory. Uh, it's a really cool card for your token enablers, for your Demir zombie decks. Like, yeah, this shit's pretty cool. It's, you guys people, people compared it to Monastery Mentor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because it's it's it, uh, being a two ma- a three mana two three, and if it survives a, tr- uh, a turn cycle and you just go off with instance, you make a bunch of two twos, which is yeah. uh, actively better, like better monks. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, the monks are one ones, but the, the difference is the monks have prow. Those monks have prowess. Exactly. Uh, the the plus side is this can turn into an artifact, and in something like commander, uh, artifacts uh, at least creatures are easier to remove, and artifacts would be a bit harder. So yeah. trying to make this flip into making all your creatures three threes, then uh, they don't have abilities, so they they will not have decayed. So it's just a, a direct power boost in terms of uh, from two twos to three threes, and they they no longer have to sacrifice at the end of uh, the end of the combat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's really it's a, it's a really well designed card. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strong, but like very strong because it also is like I'm mistaken. It's just like creature tokens. Yeah, creature tokens. This might fight you uh, depending if you have big creature tokens but for the most part it doesn't and you can even choose right you may transform mm, puppet exactly stitcher. you yeah. may transform puppet factory mm-hmm. you just you actually choose so it's just very beneficial uh, very beneficial in its, uh, in its mechanics yeah chris what about you 
just like it, want to stick it in Baral. I just want to make tokens for casting stuff. It's fun. It's so much yeah. fun. Tarland, Tarland was another deck that a lot of people talked That's about. That's the guy that I was thinking about. Okay, so finally, I guess we can talk about. Oh, they re reprinted, reprinted Thermal, Thermal, Thermal Alchemist. Alchemist, and he was uh, he was heavily used in Standard when he was in. Because in burn, like right, uh, back then, in standard burn was a thing. Yes. And uh, you could actually burn people out. Let's talk about this one because this one's really fascinating. Guys, flame reservoir or can't stay away. Now, consuming blob first. Consuming, uh, consuming blob is three colorless and two green for a star and star plus one consuming blob power is equal to number of card types among your in your graveyard and and its toughness is equal to that plus one at the beginning of your end step create a green ooze creature token with this creature's power is equal to number of card types among your graveyard and its toughness is equal to that number plus one so he's a combination of a standard Tar ooze. Tarma blob in Tarma Blob. Yep. Consuming Goyf. Consuming Tarma Goyf. Blob. Tarma yep. Blob of Goyf. Yes. It's, this thing is kind of strong. If this, if this Being a 5 removed, mana is what limits it, but other than that, yeah. I, I know, but... Now, other than that, other, a other, 5 other, mana that produces a token like on each of your end steps. If it doesn't, yeah, if it just arrives one oh, turn, it's, it's a it's problem. It's at the beginning of your end step, so it's not like, let's say, like that Ixalan card, which makes like a separate like, at the beginning of every upkeep. So I guess oh, sure, it's sure, not sure. as strong as these kind of things, but that's yeah, still... And you're already assuming that if you're playing Consuming damage. Blob, you're making, you're having a deck that cares about what you have in the graveyard. So it's going to be pretty strong when it when it finally lands on the battlefield. Um, and if it doesn't get dealt with on that same turn, an average of an, an average of a three four and a four five. Yeah, exactly. You're repeating and four fives. That's scary. Repeating four fives is scary because yeah. I mentioned this because. I remember the last blob that was kind of used in standard. It was also a five drop. It was yeah, no, but <laughs> see the difference between that is it make uh, it make the bodies immediately. Oh no, no, I know, I know, I did. I, it well, it was a mana sink, but yes, uh, also as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and it made them bigger, and it made them bigger automatically. Yeah, true, 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 true. You're right about like, that. It was a mana sink, but it made the like mana sink to pump the stuff mm -hmm. or make more creatures. I'm not sure which one was it, but. I think it made more tokens actually. Yes, it made more yes. tokens as the mana sink, and then it would do the the powering them up like each turn. Uh, uh, each turn, yeah. Each end step. No, it's like in your end step. In your end step. Okay, okay. Because it would make the two two. It was a two two and the two two. It would yeah. make the two two, and if you let it get to your end step, it would become a three three. Oh, okay. And that was the problem. Yeah, yeah. It would just it's like immediately six power for five mana mm -hmm. was very very strong. But this one immediately gives you potentially what? It doesn't. It doesn't immediately give. You. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Doesn't immediately give it to you. But they're not gonna have. But, any, but so... the but the power is a lot stronger. Yes, there's more power to it. That's why I feel like it's it, it might see it probably will see play. I think in, in, in Monarch Green decks especially. Someone's at the very least going to try it. Oh yeah, for no. sure. Uh, can't stay away. Go ahead. Uh, can't stay away. White and a black. Sorcery. Return target creature card with mana value 3 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains... If this creature would die, exile it instead. Mm -hmm. And it has flashback for 5. 3, white, and a black. Yep. A decent card, it's like super, super, super versatile card. Very good. Uh, two mana, two mana re uh, reanimate. Uh, it's basically an, an unearth with conditions, but it has flashback. 
uh, for two colors is um, like it's. I'm very very good like happy with this card. Okay. Uh, Guy Flame Reservoir. Oh. It, yeah, you, yeah, you missed this one. Is like two and a red artifact. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Guy's Flame Reservoir. You pay one and a red to remove any number of like one and a red and tap it to remove any number of charge counters from Guy's Flame Reservoir. It deals that much damage to any target. Or you one and a red and tap it, exile the top card of your library. And you may play that card this turn. Note, um, note it says play that card, not cast that card. So yeah, you can exactly. play lands. Mm-hmm. It has some pretty good versatility, this one. I, It's good in some aspects. It's kind of limiting in others. Because we've seen some of these effects in other cards. They can do it, like, for example, in, the damage continuously. Instantly. Yeah. And continuously, like, the exile the top card. Basically, there's that was that one card, that enchantment Back card. You can, yeah. You can keep, like, getting the cards from the top of your deck. But I guess it's it's pretty good for a spell sling. Clearly, they're pushing the spell slinging thing to become a thing again here. I mean, we already they, have always, Haven, every single time they've always tried to uh, push spell slinger in in Innistrad. In, in Innistrad, yeah. But now original have... Innistrad had a bit, and uh, Shadows over Innistrad had a bit. Yes, but now since we also have Strixhaven, and that cares about spell slinging a lot yeah, because of the Matriarch. <laughs> What was the mechanic? Magecraft. Uh, exactly. Thank you. So because of Magecraft, we might see a legit spell slinging deck be a really like interesting legit thing. I think. I think that like the pieces are probably you there. You know, yet. we're gonna see like a Lily. Like they're gonna try to stick Liliana in there and just like oh, yeah, crazy definitely. stuff with the spell oh, slinging. Sure. Probably white, like white black spell slinger or something. Rise of Harmony is also very good. This one's kind of broken. Um, yes. 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 The art is I love the art. I love the art so much. So, Rite of Harmony is a, a green and a white for an instant spell. It reads, whenever a creature or enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. And also has flashback for two colorless, a green, and a white. And wizards Whoa. must be smoking crack because they forgot to add non-token creature. That's and they all. just put yes. stupid creature. Yes. Stupid creature. Give it to green and white. It's fine. My god. It's fine. It's green and white. I, I like how, like, the first good white card that we fucking encounter is is like two also color kind of green yeah but man it's just green. this card is reminiscent <laughs> of glimpse of nature it's insane it is reminiscent of, for glimpse of nature and it also for any infinite combo you just yep you just draw your deck oh that's so good you have infinite mana and your deck is a bunch of creatures you just drew them all if you have a a enchantress deck Makes you, you want just to went insane oh janky oh. rubinia eh, 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 i kind of want to read this card this next card this is for you eh, orengo this is okay, exactly directly for you curse of shaken faith oh yeah one in a red enchantment aura curse enchant player whenever enchanted player casts a spell other than the first spell they cast each turn or copies a spell <laughs> curse of the shaken faith deals two damage to them yes and i say screw you. no storming off no this is gonna screw i think it's gonna be really fun and standard too though Sure. Like seeing like people trying to counter like spell slinger decks, like using this to try and counter them and see how that. This is like a cyborg card in that case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it would be it would be a very good cyborgable card if if spell slinging does. Although, to be thing. honest though, 
there are a lot of decks in standard that will cast like multiple cards per turn yeah. so i don't think it's a i don't like like at least if you're playing best of one you're gonna run at least a copy of it like mm. in your best of one yeah i think that's fair. It's really useful. Um, so I got I got the really, lands. Okay. I got really confused with these lands because I thought it was like, wait, these are just fast lands, but no, they're like slow, slow lands. lands. Yeah, this, they are. this is weird. Especially the opposite. Slow lands. I like them though, to be honest. I really like that. But but like, like I prefer uh, these over of, the fast lands. Okay. Instead of trying to like complete any of the other cycles that are missing, I think the only cycle that uh, that that's being missed is. Uh, the three color cycling land cycle uh, the cycling lands that would have been nice the cycling lands for that, that but see there i think they're not gonna add those because those have those have subtypes and those subtypes are gonna give be me one second Nukapena. guys in one second it's fine so those, those, those new subtype ones are gonna be used for nuka pena and that's why these these aren't the, the ones but these uh, the other ones are the battle lands uh, or as they're they should they they are officially called tango lands because yeah, it, it takes two to tango uh, <laughs> yeah. anyways um, <laughs> uh, so but no also, those also have a but the little stupid joke that it takes two to tango <laughs> yeah uh, I mean that's the reason they're called Dango Lands. I know that's exactly why it bothers me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, these also require two or more. So yeah. are these Tango Lands too? Huh? Wizards answers. <laughs> answers are these Tango Lands? What are the names of these lands? And uh, they're, I don't, I don't... they're in the same colors as like the previous cycle of Tango Lands, no? Uh, no. For like the first cycle, I think it was. Tango lands were in. Uh, uh, actually, yes. No, yeah. actually, no, 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 no. Because tango lands. I, I at the very uh, least remember there being like. There is. Uh, unless I'm confusing the lands, but I'm pretty sure we had like a like a. Yes. Uh, yes, you are Mantic, correct. Was it? You are correct. You no, no no you are no you're thinking of the uh, fast lands. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but no, like no. The, so these are the, the red, these the red, are the green, similar and colors. The green, white. I do like yes. vividly remember because I used to run them in my token deck. This is this is these are the same colors as the, as, as the Tango Lands, but uh, these read that they enter the battlefield tap unless you control two or more other lands. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be basic lands. This I think is fantastic to be honest, especially uh, with the Forgotten Realms lands. You can just play one of those, then just like. Like basic, play one of the other lands, play one of the Forgotten Realm plans, play one of these. I think it's great. Uh, so yeah, uh, for in the general aspect, uh, finishing the the cycle land cycle, finishing the battle land cycle, finishing the Ikoria land cycle, and now this is a new cycle, so now they need to finish that cycle. But I was thinking they're they're missing more, but they already finished uh, the previous cycle uh, in the previous sets. So, it's not that bad. They just created a new one. And we already know, we kind of feel like they're going to add the, the Trilands on in Nuka Pena. Mm -hmm. So, I really sense. hope they do. It would, it would almost like, it almost wouldn't make sense for them not to in that case. Like, they, they should have the lands for the three color demons. I mean, yeah. I would, I would assume that you are pushing for like, three color play in standard by doing so 
which reminds me of three color demons and those and the colors that are missing uh, you already know my little goal of uh, making different commander decks for the different colors and but i really yes. want the sacrifice mechanics and having a demon like a bant demon that sacrifices would be amazing mostly a because bant demon though I'm trying to think about that. I, Remember I that there's I also need... angels, like angels and demons. So it's probably gonna be an angel, angel. Yeah, but, but, the whole, but the whole but. point is that the is that the that the five like lords or whatever they're called, mob bosses or whatever you want to call them, uh, are demons, no? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not they're sure. Like, like specifically we'll... demons. We'll see when 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 the, when the set comes. Um, unless you want to have like an angel that's masquerading amongst the demons or something, or, or an angel demon. Angel demon. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that one. I mean, where do you have angel? It's like an, an angel Phyrexian, so. Yeah, but I feel like angel demon just kind of goes into new territory with that one. Nah, we've already uh, like we've we've already entered uh, a weird territory. It's like what with like a track that you mean or? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's that weird. I, th I think that, you know, it's just like Pyrexians just pick stuff up from other planes, like transform them into something new. So I think it makes, like, definitely makes a lot of sense on that one. Yeah. R rather than, like, you know, versus the angel angel demon and stuff, uh, instead. So uh, while Rengo is still out, I think I'm gonna just gonna continue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I want to talk about my, my I want to talk about my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Gisa. Ah, oh, yes. Gisa. She's Gisa Glorious Resurrector. She is two black black for a legendary creature human wizard. She's a 4-4. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. At the beginning of your upkeep, so all creature cards exiled with Gisa. Glorious Resurrector onto the battlefield under your control. They gained Decay. That's really cool. It's really good. It's really good. I hate Exile effects, but it's beca but because it's Gissa, she gets a pass. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my first commander, like Gissa, blue color Gisa. Oh, gross. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I really like her alternate art though. Like the guy. I'm oh yes. That's gonna be from the what's it called? From yeah, the, the move from the film set. Oh wait, I'm not. I'm not looking at it on your side. I'm looking at it over here. But yeah. Yeah. Her alternate artist oh. gives me like Ride of Frankenstein vibes or something like that. Yeah. Because that's the vibes she get goes for. Yeah. Oh man, so cool, so cool. I actually, hey. I'm excited to see the different arts for that. Uh, for that film set, I hope it'll. I hope that at least with already like seeing uh like Gisa and her new art that it'll like meet my expectations I suppose. The other thing, uh, oh re real quick, what do you think about the lands? Uh, real quick, you. I like them. I like yeah, them for standard, yeah, and I love them for commander. Yeah, they're, they're really good in commander. Excellent. Uh, I want to talk about blade stitched cab scab. Sure. So blue and black for a two three. Is a creature zombie soldier. Other zombie you control get plus one, plus zero. It's a lord. Two mana, two, three. Let me read that. Two mana, two, three. I mean, uh, lord. Two mana, two, three, lord, yeah. Two yeah. mana, two, three, lord. 
I, Actually, was it wasn't that the case with the Merfolk Lord back no. from uh, two mana two, was it a two? It was two? a two 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 mana two two Lord wow. that gives plus one plus one. All, actually, no most of those Lords were two twos. Yeah, yeah lo uh, Merfolk Lords are generally two twos. Mm -hmm. This is the first Lord that's two mana plus one plus zero two three. Yeah, yeah. Lord. Was I actually right. think so. So there was this fringe deck that that started. When Modern Horizons 2 came out, which was like the zombie deck, and it kind of fell out. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this card just brings it back, even if it's just a tier 2 deck. Because the zombie mechanics uh, with a Champion of the Perished, mm -hmm. which is whenever a zombie enters the battlefield, he gets a plus one counter. Yeah. You have Crypt Breaker for card draw mm -hmm. and he's like your quote-unquote heritage druid which yeah. instead of having adding new mana he gives you card advantage making like zombies a longevity type deck yeah which has always been the case you have this lord you have the previous lord that uh, the, the one that gets plus one plus one and whenever something dies you get to ping something for damage or someone for damage <laughs> Uh, I feel like as soon as like as soon as one of the lords is out, like just thinking, you play Aether Vial, you have a uh, you have a, a champion of the perished. Uh, so you play you play a, 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 one of the grave crawlers. Grave crawler is a tremendous two one for one. It brings both, uh, you can cast it from your graveyard as long as you have a, a zombie in play. So, like very mm -hmm. like very value based ag aggressive strategy. But I feel like it's still tier two, so it doesn't have the disruption humans has. Yeah, humans has Talia. Humans has like a freebooter. Uh, yeah. Humans has the like. But if we get like those type of cards for for zombies, zombies might actually like be really good. I really want like the the the. the the human lord that when he enters the battlefield he gives all those humans plus one counters yeah. and then afterwards any human that enters makes him get plus one counters talia's lieutenant talia's lieutenant but for 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 zombies, zombies. yeah or you got the champion of the parish if we yeah. get that that actually solid solidifies in terms of the ag aggro we wouldn't uh, we we have access to black so inquisition and thought is a our options even though they're not creatures uh, which would solidify the strategy even more so. Okay. We still have these two sets, like this set, uh, this set, and the next. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Um, uh, you want to talk so, about this one? Uh, I actually wanted to talk about the I hate blue it so one, much. but I uh, go ahead. I, I, I mean, read dissipate is dissipate. We're getting it dissipate. It's not gonna be played because there's better counter spells. No, 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 white, white, blue. Oh, I'm sorry. The white the blue one. Oh, the yeah, yeah, because cool. I don't, I don't even want to talk about like that, like Falcon Crowd Looter. Oh, yeah, the re the only reason I wanted to talk about this one is just I thought of the. The bird from Kaldheim. Okay. Whenever you cast something from outside, from like not from your hand, you draw a card. Yeah. Well, this cast whenever you cast something from your graveyard, uh, like you tap a creature you don't control. Yeah. I do something that goes into that. It's just something like just pop 
my into my mind. Yeah, he's he's cute. He's uh, I don't feel like he's that powerful or interesting. This one though Ooh. is kind of sad. I hate it. I, mean, I hate it. Could you read it? Dude, you gotta discard a card and sacrifice a vampire, or like on top of that. I mean, it, and you gotta deal damage to be able to, to activate the ability. It's like too many loopholes for a looting effect. I feel. But it's a sack outlet, which could be could be good theoretically if this becomes a thing. You know it, what I mean? Like at least i'm personally really bothered by it because for like after playing like stuff like niv mizet where you just have like faith is looting and all these other looting effects for like just mm -hmm. the cost of casting a spell and discarding a card i feel like discarding a card and having to sacrifice a vampire specifically it's not a creature it has to specifically be a vampire i don't know i feel like it's too many loopholes you gotta uh -huh. deal damage discard uh -huh. a card let, let me, let mana, me. and sacrifice a vampire let yeah. me let, let, let me let uh, me give my two cents at uh counteract that um falconrath uh gorger falconrath gorger which was the one that gave uh, other vampires madness for their ma for their mana cost mm -hmm. that card at one mana to one at least in cube in cube was played mostly due to the fact that it is a one mana to one in red with no drawback i know we past that threshold with stuff like a uh, Ragavan but the fact that it's still a 1 mana 2-1 no drawback, this is just all upside is pretty decent Yeah, that is true, that's already uh, upside I feel that this card we only have half the set I feel like this one is a preview for the other half, if the other half includes Madness which is probably going to include Madness and if it includes Ragdos sacrifice again. Madness would just fall like here again because we we, we saw that we had uh, investigate from uh, like from one of the spoilers from earlier, and I'm just wondering like what is the investigation that's going on now? In this case, what would be like if we get Madness again? What is causing Madness in the plane of uh, nostalgia, nostalgia. So, anyways, like I said, <laughs> you discard a card and then you sack a vampire. So theoretically, if you have Madness cards on you, which I'm presuming. It, they, they will see that in the Crimson Moon, Bow. whatever. Bow. Crimson Bow. If we see it in the Crimson Vow, this card is going to be like a all-star in the vampire deck, theoretically. But like JP said, you don't need to do this. You could just have a clean 2-1 for one. You just keep swinging down, and then when you have your Lord, you, you, you can just sacrifice itself. Two, you can sacrifice itself. You can just sacrifice itself. Yeah. Oh no, they're at one life, and I, I have I burn think, in my deck, and I can't, I think, and I have like ten mana. Let me just smack you. Like, like, like I already smacked you. So let me just sacrifice itself. So I draw two cards. Let's see I what I get. Think, I think for now is probably not good. Obviously, it's not good at all. But I think once we get the other set, I think that you're going to understand why it has the, the effect the way that it does. They probably play tested it, and they probably part of the reason why it has the final ability of activate only if an opponent lost life this turn probably was added in there because they started realizing, oh no, we're going to oh. go crazy here with oh, the madness and the sack outliving. Wait a minute, I did notice that I kind of read something wrong here. You draw two cards. Wait a minute. Yes, you yes. Draw two cards. Wait, okay, my opinion is, is, is slightly changed. I don't think it's amazing or anything still, but sure, sure. yeah, drawing two cards Cards in red is actually very, very good and important. I think I think there's something to it. Um, uh, okay, so you're still, you're still losing basically three cards, uh, but whatever. Sarif, 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 Sarif. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's Saras. Saras the Viper Spang, two green green for a 3-4 legendary creature human warlock. Other tapped creatures you control have death touch, other untapped creature you control have the hexproof. And you can Insane. pay one to tap her and untap another target creature or land that you control. Yeah. For green, really, really good. You just want to ramp deck yeah, and have like big beef. You want to smack things because they will have that touch, and you can protect your stuff because they won't. Uh, they'll have hexproof. It's yeah. just a really good green card. In Slam a, dunk. In an I like in a chat with a lot it's of also magic insane players. for uh, for like that because there is a death touch deck that's kind of running around in standard. It hasn't like made any huge splash or anything, but I think oh, this points really, like, solidify. Yeah. yeah, like this will really solidify that whole strategy. I think I'm so. I'm excited for this. I'm it's excited true. for this. It is very viable. Like um, I don't know what you could probably play in turn three. We obviously have to wait to get a few more spoilers and stuff. Like actually, no, yeah, the snake. The snake comes out. So you got like turn one, you do like a one like a one one death touch guy. Turn two, you got the fin. Turn the three, you got the counters, yeah. Yeah, you got the the death touch snake, which gives your like death touch creatures like the ability that when they get tapped for like attacking, uh, your opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And it also has death touch, so one four death touch, it's insane. And then turn four, you got like those four cards in curve like that. This is great. I, wow. Yeah, I uh, I was in a in a magic magic chat, and one of the guys that was talking about this card was like, I don't understand the first ability is so bad. Like the creatures tapped, and then I guess his brain loaded, and like a minute later he's like, all right, because when you when you attack, you tap creatures such a moron and i'm like yep yeah you are that's why no one answered you man <laughs> you should have known better <laughs> um you want to talk about the celestis mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting mm -hmm. it's there Celest yeah it's great you can okay. just play around with like your, your opponent's day and night stuff if, like he's trying to like you know force night or something you can just mess around with that it's yeah. activate only have, as like, a sorcery yes that sucks so you can't make make it. That yeah, is that is true on that on that part. But yeah. I don't know. I do think it's it's definitely a really fun card. And if you're going to go for like the whole werewolf theme deck on your commander, like amazing. Card oh yeah. There. Yeah, for your commander for your commander deck for sure. Like it's it's a necessary card. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they they spell more. Oh, they have pith and needle. I didn't know. Yeah, that that's, that's, needle. I love that's one of the that cards. Art yeah. so much. So, uh, in, in in one of the articles, uh, in, in the not an article, but in the blog, uh, in Mark um, uh, Mark Rosewater's blog, he, uh, he had posted the the list of uh, of the cards, uh, uh, just like the speculation, like the teasers, and one of the cards was like, oh yeah, we're printing a card that's very useful in other formats. And someone went like, well, Sorcerer's Spyglass is, is rotating, so Pith and Needle. Everyone was like, that makes so much sense, and it's just mm -hmm. so perfect for the for the entire uh, theme of the entire set. So yeah, and there it is, Pith and Needle. Yeah, it's a really great card. Obviously going to be used endlessly in Standard, like there's no doubt about that. Uh, this one, Curse of Silence, I saw some people arguing if it was good or not. It's interesting. I name guess. your commander. Yeah, that's what it has purpose for. Like a that's, lot of that's, like that's com competitive EDH band. players were talking about if this card would be good in CDH. It's not really. It's not really because a lot of CDH doesn't even care about the commanders. So then you're screwed because you can't like uh, name a good card <laughs> in the first or second turn that might be useful for the longevity of the game. 
so or a card like instead of it being a curse you just play it and name a card then something like mana vault man mm -hmm. something like mana crypt soul ring yeah. Uh, common cards uh, like that then maybe but yeah for the general part okay so uh, what do you guys think until now standard that thing is going to be hella annoying though especially yeah. if, you're, if you're like playing it like uh, on the draw and you kind of know what your opponent might be playing mm -hmm. like yeah. it's that combined with like the the spell what's it what's his name like the guy uh he comes down for three he came out in like the in strixhaven uh he's a cleric he is a three one flyer uh comes down for like two and a white and you pick a card from your opponent's hand and it costs two more to cast. Oh, the Spellbinder? Yeah, the Spellbinder. So I think that that in combination with the Spellbinder could actually give white like a really nice upper hand. Especially so. since it can like, you know, set up and be more aggro in those first few turns. But the thing is, you're wasting your turn one drop on that instead of- You can easily drop it turn two, to be honest. It's still not, not like, it's not gonna be that much of an issue. Why? Why? Why needs to the spell, the spell be aggressive? Like be, just, you just need to be a spellbinder. Is a three drop. Yeah, you gotta yeah, be very aggressive. Three drop, but the but the cool thing about like for example, like if you didn't like get your spellbinder, you could have this like in the like just like maybe like like a one off or two off card. Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think it'll still like I think it's really useful. I don't think it's gonna be like oh like this is going to be in every white deck you play like the, the case of the spellbinder. It'll definitely be in the in the, in the sideboards of almost every deck. Yeah. But you have That's to guess a card like, first. I think I think it's kind of like uh, kind of like when you use portable hole. Like portable hole is a fantastic so card. Like, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really see that much. It's not that it doesn't see that much play. It's just that it's literally like it's usually like a one off or two off in your deck, and sometimes a sideboard card. Yeah. I think it's nope. gonna be the same case. So, what do you guys think uh, up till now, Innistrad? I I'm excited. Okay. I like all the flavor. I want more powerful black cards. Why can't you just play more black, powerful black cards? Don't be afraid. Just uh, ignore restrictions. Just go bonkers. This is the, this this is the type of set you should go crazy with black. But uh, well, we haven't seen like I haven't seen anything that makes me like want to buy like I need to buy the card. I mean, this this is like a werewolf set. Maybe the vampire set will have like more like black inclined cards. Mm-hmm. Because nah. it being like the werewolf set, I would have expected more stuff for green and red. And red is getting a lot of fun stuff. Green, green always has fun stuff. It's fine. Very bad. I mean, you got like the death touch thing from earlier. Like it's kind of great. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that um, on the vampire set, they just kind of go insane with like, again, most likely red as well. Since like a lot of the vampires in Innistrad are kind of red aligned. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, just go. They'll probably go ham and black. I do. I do think they probably will. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm ex. I'm not that excited. I'm okay with it. There's some yeah, cool there's cards. Not, there's not like a lot of stuff that you that you look For at now. and you're like, oh, this yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going insane. I love the lands, so the lands are a good buy. There's some few Galvanic cards. Iteration, it's... Yeah, there's a good few cards at the rare mythic level that I might be interested in. The good thing is, like I mentioned before, it's gonna have basically uh, three different printings, so it's going to really crash these prices. So it's, it'll be good for buying the singles, the single in the secondary market. So I'm excited about that. Like. Um, but I, I wasn't like high in Innistrad because I have no nostalgia for it. I never played it when it was original Innistrad, so it's not a set that I'm like, you know, I have any. I, yeah, I drafted so much shadows over Innistrad though. There you go. 
I mean, I, I played... I like, yeah. Like, I've shown you how many insolate neonates I got. Like, I know, I know. One, one draft with eight insolate neonates is ridiculous. It was, a little, like, it was I, ridiculous I and amazing. Magic. I started playing Magic by the time of, like, around Eldritch Moon. Like, when we were going for, like, mm -hmm. I think it was Eldritch, Eldritch Moon to Kaladesh, I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, Same. So... Eldritch Moon really does hold a special place in my heart because it was like, oh, like what's so what like I've already played like with these older magic cards that are that our friend Gabriel introduces to. So like, what do they have? Uh, like, what's magic doing now? And then we're like, oh, like werewolves and vampires with Victorian vibes. This is like awesome. Then we then we went to Kaladesh and I was really confused. I was like, what the fuck is this? I uh I yeah I play basically around the same time sort of on a competitive level because um I used to do the the the, the pre-release for Shadows of Innistrad and the uh, Eldritch Moon. I did the pre-release for both. So like I got you started, like, you started earlier though. You started well, like you okay. you came back to the game like, Exactly. I came a back bit, a, bit, was, a bit before me. If we're talking about Boomer, then I'm the Boomer here because I play when Meredith no, came just, out. Just, no, 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 but when like when you properly came back to the to the game. I did I did kind of properly play magic when it was Mirrodin and Dark and Dark Steel. Because but then you I got stopped. Introduced. Yes, I stopped because I got no one else to play with. That's why I got. Well, when you came back, like when you came yeah, back yeah, yeah. properly, so it when was I like, got, I, I like got like Ravnica. It was not Ravnica. It was it was actually yes, it was actually uh, it was probably Dragon's Maze, but I wasn't That's playing right. Dragon Maze. That's so the, I I started Commander because my friend told me like, oh, you know, you can play this eternal format with friends and whatever, and then. When we started going to LGSs, well, not everyone played Commander, so we had to do something in the Friday Night Magics. So then we, we were like, well, let's go to pre-release. And the pre-release that was there was Shadows of Rainestrad. It was the first one, right? Exactly. Mm, so you kind of skipped a few sets. Mostly because after, after Dragon's Maze, it, it, like Dragon's Maze is like the... Then what was after Dragon Maze? Gate crash, if I'm mistaken. Go ahead, keep going. So then we had we got a, a cycle M of M fifteen. Then you get cons, Fate Reforged, oh, yes. Dragons, that's Magic Origins. Okay, so that's why I said Dragon Maze because it was a dragon set. So cons of Tarkir. Cons of Tarkir, exactly. Yeah. Because I remember fetch lands were available. Yeah. Because I was, yeah. I was watching streams <laughs> and people were just making four color decks. <laughs> Stupid, okay, so I yes. know. I, play, I played Tyrant in that time. <laughs> so that's when I started kind of. That's when I started kind of like playing. But I was playing Commander. I wasn't because I wasn't gonna get back into actual like standard. No, yeah, I went full on the standard oh, back okay. then. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I was I was done with it. I played it in high school, and since I was just playing casually, I didn't want to get back into it because the whole problem was that I didn't want to become what I what I was when I was in Yu-Gi-Oh days that I was like going to tournaments and going to like the regionals and sh like it was, that was too much I was like I just want to keep it casual bullshit it didn't last too long because you guys saw me play competitively for a while magic so it didn't last too long but um for a while I was just going to the pre-releases and yes but I, I guess I have more nostalgia for maybe Kaladesh and and Aether Revolt Mostly because you know me, I like my artifacts and my colorless spells, so I kind of enjoyed that one more. Because when I, I played the Shadows of Rainstorm and the other one, it was fun, but I didn't like it that much. I bought a bunch of boxes when, when we went to Sendikar because that was the introduction of the lottery cards, and I was like, oh, it's so cool. I want like, yeah, I bought like three boxes, like crazy person. I pulled no lottery cards, so I hate lottery cards with all my heart. 
<laughs> um, I do have a bunch, a bunch of like uh, full arts. It's like stuck away in my home, but you know, I never uh, got like any lottery cards. The reason like Shadows are in, so I drafted it a lot because I won a lot. So I just won. Is like okay, I get these packs. I open them. Okay, does this give like I just trade it back in? Does this give me another draft? Yeah. Okay, I'll play the next one. Yeah. And I just played the next one. I played that 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 uh, it was a draft weekend. I played the pre-release. Uh, twice, <laughs> and that's like, what those are like. And then uh, I played the draft weekend uh, three times, like through the all three, like on on Friday, on Saturday, and on on Sunday. And uh, yeah, at least one. I think I won every single one. Like I, I, I just drafted that set. I didn't get many many good cards. I was just bad at pulling cards. But I, since I was just making good decks. Because yeah. uh, I understood what the format was after like the, fir- the first few times. It's like, oh, okay, I understand this. Let me just draft all the insolent neonates. Because <laughs> apparently this one card is like 1-1 one, one menace. Just start swinging in on turn one and just play another one. Swing in, swing in, and nobody has any, any blockers. Everyone's just trying to play their big stuff. By the time they play their big stuff, it's like, well, you're, you're, at, you're at three health and I have 10 insolent neonates. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. It becomes the so, and and the good part of insulin is you just sacrifice it, you draw like discard a card, draw a card, but then you just discard te- a fiery tempest, and just burn their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. It's uh so for our listeners and our viewers, uh, in the before times we used to do a thing <laughs> called pre-releases, oh where you God. would go when you know when you set came out. It's not the thing they do now where you just release a new set and you just buy it. No, 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 no. In the before before times, we used to go to before, what they call a LGS or LCS, and we would go and we would actually gather with other humans, right? And then we would pay for a little box that contained uh, six boosters, and we would make decks with them and play for prizes. Not this new thing where, you know, you just buy the new set and the LGS is like, well, I have this excess promo, so here you go. And they just give you free promos yeah. because they don't know what they're supposed to do with them. Because no one plays, uh, you know, uh, competitive events anymore in LGSs, at least for Magic. Funny enough, if you call like Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, literally anything else, they're all playing competitive whatever. But Magic is the only one that, I swear to God, no one is playing competitively right now. Not all. Anywhere. Because yeah, everyone's kind of playing like, Arena. Yeah, like even the ones that, like, say for example, ISD. I'm pretty sure ISD hasn't done like a magic tournament at all. Like the only ones that are actually trying to do something is Barista, and he's forcing it because it's, it's like eight people dude, or like six dude, people every week. Dude, dude. Yeah. pero I never thought I would see Sergio promoting commander night yep yep thursday night like i went to the store and he told me oh we actually have commander night tonight and i'm like like wow. on the outside i was like oh that's great but i was like excuse me i thought like but it was he thinks it's an abomination yeah like I, had, I hadn't been back to the store in a while and see like seeing that change like he was actually kind of excited for commander Dad, and i'm like huh is this, am i talking but well, it's bringing in money now yeah <laughs> money 
because all that the pandemic did was like create a shit ton of commander players in the process <laughs> because that was the only thing you could play with your friends because why would you be that asshole and be like well i got my command like i got my modern deck bro let's fight it's like, what <laughs> excuse me sir but during this pandemic i do not have like almost a thousand dollars to exactly. build a competitive deck to play with yeah. you so you can test out your like ultra tron deck with your yeah. shiny cards yeah exactly i'm not gonna fight against four ravigans and cry like i want to just play and have fun dude like we're, we're literally suffering right now i don't need this i don't need this from you <laughs> Oh. So yeah, I, I yeah I saw that and I literally flipped and he was like so excited because he got like an eight-person commander night and I'm like wow man like I remember every time I bought cards from you you would always say is this for commander yeah you should play a real format I'm like <laughs> but yeah that's what pandemic does and that's what desperation does. So already that's what all it is but it's interesting though because other other tcgs uh they, they just have competitive uh you know they, they they do competitive stuff uh yeah you know like pokemon i saw they did a tournament the other day in granuja uh Yu-Gi-Oh, they do it uh fresh even Actually, flesh and blood doing, yeah that's what i was gonna say they were yeah, doing flesh and blood tournaments in granuja exactly um the only one they haven't done is magic granted i know that Granuja and Magic, it only works for his commander. But for competitive formats, it's always been kind of and a struggle. Spirulis, Spirulis, yeah, Spirulis, yeah, 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 it's yeah, but you know, the, the the one that you need for longevity purposes is actual like f- competitive formats. Standard, but even yeah. but even like when you see uh, ISD, ISD also doesn't like they they haven't filled up their quota with uh with Magic. It's it's been Yu-Gi-Oh and it's been Pokemon as well, and that I feel like that now is in part. Uh, wizard's fault and i know they're introducing those new uh, promo cards that yes. is uh, like you know by shit that you win and it actually is going to have the stamp of the of the store which is actually a really cool thing you can get uh what were the promos they were really good cards too they were like modern staples i don't remember right now what they were there were two of them and no there were three of them was it goblin guy the one probably i yeah, think so probably. yeah so it was three of them you get one for just entering the tournament you get one if you end up in the top eight and then you get one if you win right and they are going to be stamped with the, the the name of the store so it's always going to be bounded to where you won which is really Granuja. cool right i i just want to win try to win I, one I really, where it just yeah, says Granuja. damn it like that would be so yeah. awesome it's in my collection so i hope like they get that those promos because i'd be I'd be willing to even be like, hey guys, I'm gonna pay five bucks and I'm gonna drop, and I'm just gonna see this later. But thank you for at least one of the promos. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to get like me, that the I won this tournament. Get out of the snap. Of course, of course. That's, that's that's what I want. Well, like, let's I got, see. Let's see from now to December. That's my. I, I got like my only champion mat from Granuja. And now I I want like my stamp champion yeah. mat with the Granuja logo, and I want yeah, my yeah. stamped card with my stamped deck box. I want it all. I want it all yeah, stamped. Yeah. Same. Like it's a cool initiative from from Wizards. It's a cool initiative. I I hope they they come through with it. It's not like a little stupid thing for the LGSs so they don't die out. I hope that I know the pandemic is still going. It's still I think rampant. It'd be really fun to like stamp have like some 
cards that you'll see like as commanders usually and have them stamped that way would be kind of cool though. That'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, like they can play with this. Just Clearly like, they... Like Capitan Granuja stamped Viral. Yeah, like... they, they kind of opened the floodgates in terms of the shit that they're doing as of late. So that's cool. Also kind of like scary sometimes, but it's kind of cool in those regards, right? So I can't wait I to know. see what happens when Magic kind of like, I guess you can say stabilizes because right now I feel like Magic in general, like the way it's like uh, handling everything is kind of like in this really huge experimental phase mm -hmm. and they're oh, just yeah, kind of like doing everything everywhere to see kind of what sticks and then they just kind of stick with that yeah. so i'm really curious and really excited to see what's going to be like what magic settles on once we because i assume that it's all going to kind of go together like once uh, magic settles in terms of its market it'll also settle in terms of its lore and story and we'll finally get like the big like you know main storyline with the new big bad guy and all that so i don't know i'm just really excited for it that's yeah. that's about it well guys uh, i think we're at the end of the podcast jp where can the people find you you can find me here in the Cardboard Cave podcast. What about you, Christopher? <laughs> you can find me at my Twitch at Crisscross13. Uh, I had to stop doing content for a while, but now I'm gonna probably going to get back with some more Final Fantasy again and maybe some near. I don't know. Think about stuff. Um, and yeah, obviously here in the Cardboard Cave podcast and on all of our uh, social media. What about it, Angle? Tell me, buddy. Where can they find you? Where? They can find me right here. Cardboard Cave 2. Um, they can find me with John <clears throat> in subtitles required which is podcast that we do where we talk about international films we're gonna be doing our next episode which is gonna be Roma by Alfonso Cuaron he never seen it he saw it and he flipped his shit he's like oh my god we need to talk about this right now and I'm like yes yes we do because it's a really good movie um, <clears throat> beyond that you guys do that then that sounds great what I'm gonna watch it before you guys do that then it sounds great I've been wanting to watch it for so long but now knowing that you guys are gonna talk about it that seems yeah. exciting yeah it's really good really good movie um, beyond that you can find me in the movie guy Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can find me in. Oh, so funny. I swear she does this on purpose. Hi, Fabiola. She says, hi at the tail end of the podcast. Hello, Fabi. Hi, I Hello. appreciate your view. I appreciate it. I um, appreciate all of your views. Please yes. invite your friends. Everyone, yes, please, everyone, everyone that is a magic player, please. And even if you're not, just get into a new game. It'll be fun. I promise you won't get into waste a new game. Saving Commander, a cardboard crack. Just, It'll be just, great. Just play Commander again just get into commander again that's your new game just commander <laughs> um, you can also find me in uh my my own podcast called cinemas podcast where uh you know i talk about whatever the hell i want to talk about in terms of films and i invite special guests to talk about these topics the last episode was about the val kilmer documentary you can find an amazon prime called val it's a great conversation talking about what it what it is to be an artist what it is to be an actor what it is to be someone who wants to express their art and sometimes it's kind of difficult to do so um you can also find me at 15 and richport i hang out in cine nerds tomorrow we have a new episode it's going to be a foodie theme episode and you can also find me in the after school special which sometimes i barge in unannounced and just talk about you know marvel stuff mostly but it's fun it's fun and you beyond were talking that, about marvel 
yeah, I was talking about Marvel. I saw the last episode of What If, uh, episode mm. four. My God, such a great episode. Uh, it's literally right. one of the best before, things. Before y'all sign off, did we get like more new spoilers while we were doing the podcast, or did Let we just like not cover these? Refresh, I guess. I can refresh your page for a second. Because I just saw Lenore Autumn Sovereign that was apparently from today, according to Scryfall. Oh, no, okay, Lenore, no, no, that, that's the. We already talked about her. That's okay. the one that, that uh, gives you uh, card draw. Mm. Yeah, and there's like the flashback spells that it looks like we're gonna have like a like a bit of a cycle of like visions. Yeah, uh, we, 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 we have, like, Oh, we the commander cards. Yeah, I forgot to mention them. Oh, hey, the commander cards. That that's what what it, yeah. what it was. It's we commander. talked about a few. Like we talked about a few of them uh, when they were like. Well, a few of them were leaked. Yes, like very true. early, and we talked about a few of them. So, yeah. so if anything, we'll cover it next time. Yeah, exactly. We'll probably get more commander exclusive ones, maybe. Yes, hopefully I'm, I'm, not. I hope hopefully we get not. more spoilers on that, though. I like. I want to see what. I mean, I hope we get the spoilers in cards we can actually buy, not cards that we need to try to acquire from set boosters. We'll see. But yeah, beyond that, you guys can find me on Google. You can Google my name. I make movies. I make stuff content as you can see i'm in a thousand podcasts it's fun it's fun to podcast you should all podcast Ooh, you should all podcast and do stuff chris left us maybe it was the internet maybe it was something else but he left us and i guess we're all leaving you as well so hope you have a great night keep buying magical cardboard and enjoy your evening